Hi, Lizzie. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. Hi, Joe. Hi, Lizzie. <clears throat> Let's get this here. Get this all rolling. Happy Friday, everybody. Fun free-for-all Friday. We got some serious and some fun today. The guests are going to be fantastic. we hope. We hope. Yeah, you never know, because you never know how they're going to respond and if they sound good, (laughs) but yeah. Uh, We got so much to try to... Joe, I need your help today, buddy. Um, If I don't get to a certain video that we should and all of that. Thank Uh, God for Joe. I mean... Dear goodness gracious, he is so patient. Good morning. And pull stuff up. Kimberly and Brenda and Beatrice, Lizzie. How was Derek yesterday? Fantastic. Actually, he was fantastic. He had great questions. He knew what we were going to talk about, did research, and he's, his voice sounds good on radio. He's Yeah, he's probably better for this than me. I don't know. I don't know about that. You're great. People really No, and I'm you. not trying to be self-deprecating either. I'm he being was legit. Great. He was really good. And you know who surprised me? And Joe even said that too, was, David, I drug my husband in here to do the social media stuff, and his voice sounded great. David Eric, has a really yeah. good radio. You yeah. know what? He's, a, he's funny. He is I, funny. Oh, he's really funny. He's a, he's a comedic value. Yeah. Um, People don't even realize how funny David is. So he was good And if he didn't have a job, maybe we could bring him in more. Right, right. I bet he would come in. I bet he would come in because he did really well yesterday. I was impressed. I just know him personally. I didn't get a chance to listen to the the podcast yet. Forgive me. The men were fantastic. Um, yeah, <laughs> they were. They were great. Hey, everybody! Happy Friday! Like, subscribe, share the show. As this is the show before the show, we're getting ready, kicking things out there right now. Um, uh, let's see here. The show before the show. What a crazy week. Oh, thank you, Mary. Aaron. Aaron always says the funniest things. Let's see here. I think I think people do not go away. The nine o'clock guest, you guys are going to just smile and laugh. Maybe she. Let's hope. Well, well, if they see her, like on her Instagram. Yeah, we're going to try. Trisha, Joanna, Marsha, good morning. Angie, good morning to you, or good afternoon in the UK. We have listeners all over the country. Yeah, no, our guest for 810 will be here. He's going to, yeah, he'll be coming in. Yeah, so we've got, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's great. Okay. My bad. That's why it's a show before a show. So both of our guests are in. That's great. Yeah, we got them both in the studio. 
You know, Joe's yes- like, dear God, I'm trying to get sleep, Vic. Right, right. Well, you know, one of our <laughs> guests yesterday, Vic, since you weren't, since you were busy and weren't able to hear it, she, when she was on there, Trisha Byrne, she's a state rep. She kept the, her her um, screen kept going down. Turns out Josh Hawley was calling her, and so honest to goodness, so she had to get off of our show because Josh Hawley and Corey Bush together, think of that combination, are helping her with the toxic nuclear water. So we're going to have her in studio awesome. soon, either next week, because she had to cut off. Holy crap. Saved the tape. Josh yeah. Hawley and Corey yeah. Bush working together. Yes. And that's what we were talking about yesterday. And she was going to talk <laughs> Damn, about that's that. that's how it should be. Yes. Isn't it? That's what I said. What a combination. So she had to leave. And so she had to dish us for Josh Hawley. Okay. You know, I guess she was excused for that. <laughs> excused. <sighs> damn, damn, damn. Get here. Let's see. Seven fifty-seven. Still putting some other things together here right now. Ah, uh, Tony Bennett passed away. Oh, I didn't even hear. I don't know how 96. I missed that. Ninety-six. Wow. Yep. Just just reported. Tony Bennett passed away. Did you like his music? Ah, uh, it's before my time. Yeah, but mine, mine too. Super talented guy. My uh, grandparents loved him. He spans several generations, not just his age, but his entertainment value where people knew who he was. Yes, for sure. um, You live to be 96 being an entertainer and... Yeah, that's a long time. And I don't know that you ever really heard too many scandals about him either. Or maybe there wasn't social media back then to hype it up. I don't know. It is Friday. A free-for-all Friday. What's the date? Is today the 21st? Yes. Yes, it is. It's almost August. The summer has flown by. We'll get into it in just a second. Welcoming everybody into the show. Happy Friday. Summertime. I see Brenda on the line. She and I were next door neighbors when our kids were a lot smaller. And if I could do it all over again, my house was dinky. Hers was bigger and prettier, but I wouldn't have moved. I would have kept that cute little house and lived next door to Brenda. Gorgeous Brenda. (laughs) She's beautiful. Always was. Still is. She's aging like a fine wine. Where's the... Well, shoot, where's my story here? Yeah, Tony Bennett. I was trying to find the story on Tony. I'm sure natural causes at 96 years of age. To think about that, be 96, the light, everything you've seen in nine. I mean, basically the last 100 years. Yes. Could you imagine? The technology, where we are now, going all the way back to... Heck, with the movie that's coming out, Oppenheimer. Yes. I I can't wait to see that. You know, he was born when there wasn't even a microwave or any of that. (laughs) I mean, think about that. Probably no air conditioning either, except for maybe a window air. In all fairness, I don't think there was a microwave when I was born either. You're right. I don't think I had a microwave when I was little either. (laughs) You're right. Absolutely. We didn't even have an answering machine. Yeah. 
until like 1990. What? <laughs> right. I remember the invention of cable TV. <laughs> yes, that's right. MTV was in my house. Oh. I just sent you another video just to see. I just something I saw. Okay, Joe. Already. All right. Uh, I think we're good to go here. <clears throat> Let's see. Good morning to everybody again. Mary, Mike, Kathy. Brenda, I think you said hi to everybody else there already. All right. We've got, uh, we'll, we'll get this show started. We got a, uh, what I think is going to be a fantastic guest here about 810. Uh, and then we'll tell you about our other guests coming up at nine o'clock. So we'll do our uh, like, subscribe, share the show, send stars if you want. Let's make it a great Friday. Uh, continue <clears throat> to let people know. Canceltheshow.com. Canceltheshow.com. Uh, we're rocking and rolling. Lots of energy. Joe, let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome into Cancel This, canceltheshow.com, canceltheshow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks. Pro Joe running the side. It is a free-for-all Friday. Happy Friday, July 21st podcast edition. We're ready to get things going for you today. As always, you can catch us Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central and all the time on our website, canceltheshow.com. We pride ourselves in the full story, the whole story, every angle we can possibly cover, and our great, great guest. It's all about going out and finding the best guests for the conversations and news, news headlines, um, cancel culture education, politics, what's affecting you in your daily lives, and entertain you at the same point in time. Try to bring a lot of energy as well. The time goes by fast, fast as two hours in podcasts. That's what we say. It always seems to go just like that. And with that being said, um, if you miss something, go back, check out the shows. Go to canceltheshow.com. All of our library is there, all kinds of content spanning seven months now and we continue to move forward as we do we're grateful for the show and it happens because of you also grateful because of our uh commercials and we're going to go ahead we're going to be reading them pretty soon but we're going to go ahead we've got uh to get this thing started coming up here in just a few minutes we've got dr yaroslav piz pies i'm gonna say his name when he comes in um we're supposed to call him slavic um he's a ukrainian seminarian who is in town. We're going to get the lowdown on Ukraine, what's happening with Russia, Zelensky, what it's going to take to win that war. Um, just somebody's perspective, a Ukrainian perspective that we haven't had. We've talked about getting that on the show. It's going to happen. So we appreciate you guys sharing the show, liking, letting people know to get a honest perspective about what's happening with that. Coming up at nine o'clock, we'll go all out our free for all edition. Lots of funny videos, but leading the charge on that is our friend, my friend, Kelly Mano. She is a video creative, creator, social media star. Uh, I don't know. She has like two and a half million followers. Oh, she is so funny. I love her. Hey, she was just a, a mom from right. the St. Louis area, St. Charles County, the Francis Howell School District specifically. And um, she started making videos. The other interesting thing about her, she used to be a producer on the super popular Stephen D.C. morning radio show. And... 
she also also tell you how she pranked. I think I talked about it on this podcast. Uh, she pranked Fox Two and Channel Four over the years as well. I love it. I love. She it would find so out much. about find out about live shots that were going, and she'd show up. Let's just say she'd make an appearance in the oh background. Oh my gosh, I love her um, so much. Now she's kicking ass, and I mean kicking ass financially using all of these platforms. Yes, anybody can do it. She started from nothing. Now she's a superstar, and uh, but she can dance. This woman, she can dance. Love it. So anyway, we'll talk to Kelly uh, coming up at 9 o'clock. She's in studio. We'll have some fun with her. Um, boy, there's so much going on. We've got, like I said, we've got serious. We've got fun. Um, that's what we're trying to get done on this Friday. Uh, but first of all today, take a look at our advertisers, our sponsors who help keep this going, who help make it. If you need any of their products, please check them out. Let them know you know about them from canceltheshow.com. That's one way how you can help us. We have people asking us all the time, how can we help? Like, subscribe, share the show, buy your products, and make sure they know these advertisers that you're doing it because of Cancel This, canceltheshow.com. Back with our guest, Dr. Yaroslav Slavic, right after these messages. Carroll House has the largest selection of solid wood with the hottest new styles, real furniture that's built to last, like our solid bedrooms, living rooms, and dining from Kincaid. Our volume enables us to save you a lot of money, especially during our solid wood sale, plus get free financing, fast free delivery, and free in-home design. So for solid wood, sweet styles, and solid service since 1964, shop over three football fields of furniture at Carroll House, because you like nice things. Hey guys, this is Dr. Mahesh Bagwe. I'm an orthopedic surgeon here in St. Louis for over the last 20 years. I went to Washington University. I got my medical degree at St. Louis University. From local high school athletes, college athletes, weekend warriors, injured workers, and even Cardinal baseball players, I've treated them all. Our practice strives to personalize care with every new patient being seen by me. To find me, contact my staff at drbagwe.com. That's D-R-B-A-G-W-E.com. Hopefully you don't need me, but if you do, you can find me now. Jonathan, what does make Rockwood so special? Rockwood, we carbonize it higher than anybody else does. So we're cooking out everything that produces ash, smoke, anything like that. Uh, it gives you a lot more control over the temperature, a lot more control over the fire, and it's a 100% Missouri product. All right, where can people get it? It's at 100-plus locations around St. Louis, any Deerberg, Straub's, uh, meat markets, wine and cheese I stores, read and hardware play, stores, you name it. We're around St. Louis. Just check the website. And good charcoal should be able to break apart your hands. like Absolutely, yeah. Right? If, if you can't break it apart by hand, it's not charcoal yet. It's still wood. They didn't do the job. So make sure it can break apart by hand. All right, get your rockwood charcoal. Marco, wait. What? No response? Hi, I'm Curtis Sparks with Complete Auto Body and Repair, offering full service and auto repair to St. Louis and St. Charles. We are looking for someone to say polo. That's right. We are hiring. We want you now. If you would like to work in a well-paying environment, then you owe it to yourself to stop by one of our six Complete Auto Body and Repair locations. Will you help me find that missing person? Please call me directly at 636-488-HIRE. That's right. 636-488-4473. Dad and service. Oh yeah, and service. Attention, anyone who served, lived, or worked at Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987. Camp Lejeune's drinking water was dangerously toxic, and base personnel and their families have since suffered cancer and other illnesses. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and were diagnosed with cancer, you may be eligible for significant compensation. Call the Driscoll firm now. Consultations are free, and you won't pay a fee unless we get you the money you deserve. 1-800-805-4800.
Hey guys, welcome back into Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks, Projo, running the boards, ready to rock and roll happy on a Friday. Um, moving forward today, it's July 21st. Hope everybody has a great, great weekend. Hey, real quick, housekeeping notes. Are you still going to watch um, PRL? I am. Tomorrow night, I Eric am. Johnson yes. and crew? Yes, I am definitely going. Um, Eric Johnson will be at Frankie Martin's on Saturday. And they start around 7, and it is child-friendly, where a lot of their shows aren't. And I'm going to give a shout out to Eric. He is listening to the show because he wants to hear about Ukraine because he, oh, he thinks is. what he's been <laughs> he does, saying the listening. whole time, yes, <laughs> is right about it. Love you, Eric. And so uh, we do. We love Eric too. And Eric will probably be in here soon to kind of chat up with us. At least that's my hope. Yes. But he's listening today. He promised me he would listen today because he wants to prove that he's been right about Ukraine all the time. Oh, we're going to find out real yes. quick. Let's and that's, see. Let's uh, see. By the way, coming up at nine o'clock, Kelly Mano in studio. You won't miss that. We'll have some fun about how she is just totally kicking ass when it comes to social media video creator just a mom that tried to have some fun on the internet now she's making a killing on the internet believe it or not and social media and just having some fun at the same point in time she's kind of the male version uh, or the female version of eric in regards to she focuses on those of us who grew up in the 80s Compared to those who are growing up now. Just some super funny stuff. Um, that's going to be the 9 o'clock hour of the free-for-all aspect. We're getting more serious now um, with Dr. Yaroslav Slavik Piz. Did I do all right with that, doctor? Yes, you did. <laughs> I was trying. Uh, you're a Ukrainian resident. Uh, let, it, let everybody know why you're in the St. Louis area and able to come into the studio live this morning before we get into everything that's really happening with this war in Ukraine. Well, it's great to be here, and uh, I have several reasons to be in St. Louis area. Uh, I have two of my kids living here in Chesterfield. Nice. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, since I work with the seminary, I do have a lot of friends here in the States who support our work. And quite often I come, especially in the last 16 months, uh, basically talking about Ukraine, talking about ministry there, talking how people deal with life, and talking what kind of opportunities we have. So your profession is a, as a seminarian, a president of a seminary in Ukraine? or Yeah. That's, and what exactly is, you, is a seminary, so you can explain to everybody, regarding the kind of seminary you're with? Um, it's a Ukrainian Baptist Theological Seminary. I mean, you have a couple of those here, similar, I mean, ours is similar to yours. I'm a graduate of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary from Fort Worth, Texas. You have a couple of those seminars, so it's just kind of regular school with, we do have quite a bit of students. We have about 2,000 students. Um, what seminary are you associated with, again, if I missed that in the St. Louis area? Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, I'm a graduate of, but I do work for Midwestern, which is in Kansas City, as an adjunct professor, and Southeastern, which is in Lake Forest, North Carolina. All right, and Slavic, we can call you Slavic, right? That's correct. Hey, let's get right into this right now. Um, let everybody know where exactly you live in Ukraine, where your family lives, where you live and work, and just try to be a human every day. <coughs> Uh, and the proximity for where most of this war is going on in the country from a geographical standpoint. Uh, we live in the city of Lviv, uh, which is oh, on yeah. the western part of Ukraine, kind of really close to Polish border. Uh, that's about, I don't know, about 500 miles away from front lines, maybe even more than that. So we are relatively far from front line, but the problem is that missiles fly a little further than, than 500 
and 600 miles. So actually, our city was bombed like uh, two weeks ago. Lviv got hit two weeks ago? Yeah, we had about, I think, three missiles that hit their uh, residential area. I- <laughs> Uh, they destroyed like 40 apartment buildings, killing like 10 people and wounding like 50 people. Can you put it in perspective? I mean, man, we're just, we're talking about missiles flying over your damn head and in your cities. Americans have no idea what that's like. I don't. I'm trying to imagine this from an emotional standpoint of what it's like to get up every day and know that that could happen. You know, before I do that, I want to thank all Americans, and I would like to thank all your nation for supporting us, because without your help, we will be fighting Russians with rocks and sticks, and with your help, we can fight them off, and I think we actually, because of your help, we we can do it pretty effectively. I think, you know, we can do it even better, but, you know, Thank you for everything, what you're doing. But uh, the problem was, I guess, was everyday life. You know, we as humans get used to everything. And we even get getting used to sirens and bomb shelters and missiles flying on the top of our head. And uh, luckily, we, don't, we haven't had a lot of that happening later, uh, lately. Uh, we had a lot of that in, like, November, October uh, period, uh, because Russians were targeting all their infrastructure, especially power plants and power grid, trying to freeze us. Uh, but I guess God decided differently. He gave us their warmest winter on record. So they were complaining about that, but we survived this. So that's, uh, you know, that's kind of part of life. Sirens, bomb shelters, destroyed buildings. What is the sad part is, you know, that is that when you walk on streets, you see a lot of people without limbs. And that's from the war? That's from basically from war and bombing, because uh, not only military guys are without limbs, but civilians, too. You know, what's interesting is I have a listener here telling us that we don't see a lot of that on our American TV we for a while we were seeing a lot of your war right now we're not seeing any of that right now do you know why that would be um i guess the united states is busy with with other things that would be my take on it uh, i don't think that you know it's uh it's old news now so we've been having war for 16 months for us it's every day you know you i think that here is a little bit different i would say you're our guest in here. We're talking um, with Dr. Slavic Yaroslav Piz. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to get into. I'm trying to pronounce that as good as Disney I can. Slavic. <laughs> Slavic. And, okay. And we come in to have a good, heartfelt conversation, so that you know. And we may not understand everything. You're there. People may not always agree, but we've got to talk to get these issues out there because mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on. For me, my biggest issue with everything that's going on with that, I'm not saying that I trust Vladimir Putin and I trust Russia at all. But I'm going to tell you this. I get rubbed the wrong way a little bit by Zelensky. Now, please be, pl- be, be patient with me when I say this. Just because when I do deep dives and study, I'm curious, what, how is he viewed, first of all, by you and the entire country? Um, let me do like kind of a historical backdrop to this, to this answer. Uh, the whole country, I mean, Zelensky, when he was elected as a president, he had about if I'm not mistaken, 70 or 80% support. Uh, the only part of Ukraine that was not supporting him was, was my region. Uh, it's in the West. Um, so we, I personally didn't vote for him, but I think that he is the greatest president we could have for this time. And I support him with all my heart. Um, I do not 
share a lot of his values uh, before war, but everything what he's doing since war started, I definitely support him. And so I think that the biggest concern that we had uh, that um, he will leave the country in the first few days, and he proved us wrong. And I'm really, I really appreciate that. So he is our hero, and I think that his support in Ukraine right now probably, I don't know, 95 percent, maybe 90 percent. So he's very, you know, supported by all the people because everything what he's doing. He's doing the right thing. He's talking about Ukraine. He's, you know, meeting with people, trying to get help. So we greatly support him. With with that being said, Slavic, <clears throat> how could you not support him with the amount of money that he's been able to get out of America? I mean, trillions of dollars from America. We've got so many issues in our country right now. And Americans uh, were 100% behind this. Politicians were 100% behind all the money that was going to Ukraine. Um, there's starting to be a shift now with Democrats and Republicans in the United States. Wait a second. We've got so much. I mean, we've got literally, you, with everything totaled up, trillions of dollars going to Ukraine. Much of it is even unaccounted for when it comes to accounting purposes. And and it's supposed to be earmarked for certain things. They're They're trying to do audits right now. Does all of that money, in your opinion, go straight to fighting war? Uh, the first thing is, I don't think that we're receiving money. Uh, we're receiving ammunition and weapon and stuff like that. So I don't think that we're getting money from the states, which I think it's the right decision because we would rather have ammunition and weapons than money in the, the current condition. We're receiving some money from U.S. and European Union to support our economy. And that's a little little different kind of aspect because, you know, Ukrainian economy is sort of non-existent under current uh, conditions. And the only way we can survive is because of that help from Europe and the United States. But I would say that, in my opinion, you know, yeah, we do have some flaws because, you know, our past is not that bright. We came out of the Soviet Union and Soviet Union was basically built on lie and so corruption uh, is something that uh, was going through all the aspects. And actually, for us, is really good now because Russia is so corrupted that it helps us to fight her effectively because, you know, all of their, you know, like uh, weapons are old, not taken care of. They spend all their money, you know, on oligarchs rather than supporting their military machine, which, which is great news for us. But I think in Ukraine, uh, for now, I wouldn't have a lot of complaints about how everything's being perceived by us as Ukrainians in Ukraine and the way the money being spent. But saying that, do we have some issues? Yes. When we have a, a lot of mixed bag about how people feel about it here in America, I know Eric, who is um, has been part of our show, he is totally... I guess the word is feeling very bad for people in Ukraine and feels the war is really going on. And I had a different take at first. I thought it was all a show. I really did. I thought that, not that I think Russia is good. I don't. But I thought that the money was coming over to Ukraine and then getting funneled and then brought back here by our president. Because in my opinion, our president is not on the up and up. So it led a lot of people to think Zelensky is not on the up and up. 
But then I saw a different side where I know um, there's Paula who listens to the show and I know a lot of other people are saying exactly what you're saying, that there are some very injured people in Ukraine and many who have left Ukraine to come to America to feel like they're safe because there is so many people there that have lost limbs that are not doing well. I almost doubted that there was even a war at all because our media is hiding so much from us over here. So we have no idea what is the truth in Ukraine. I personally have a problem if they're sending all of this money to Ukraine and then funneling it back to our politicians to do bad things. I don't have a problem if you, if people there are hurting and we're helping them. That I don't have a problem with. But what we're seeing here in America is completely non-truths. We don't have a clue as to what really is going on over there. And hearing you, this is a story I've not heard. I've been being told that th the war is not really going on. That's a lot of what I'm hearing. And I am a humanitarian, and I do want to help people. But do you think that some of the money, since you said you're not seeing the money, just in your opinion, do you think it's getting funneled back to our government if you're not seeing anything but ammunition? And where would it be going, Slavic? If you're not seeing money, where where are trillions of dollars? And there are multiple countries giving money to Ukraine. Um, let me tell you this. I don't want to see money in Ukraine. Because if I see money in Ukraine, we're going to be in trouble. What I want to see in Ukraine is Bradley's ammunition and everything else. So I hope that the money is not going to come to Ukraine, but go to people that produce all these machinery so we can use it. <clears throat> I don't think that we need money to fight the war. We need ammunition and tanks and everything else to fight the war. So I hope it will stay this way. But I don't think that um, there's some sort of funneling or any of that nature because I see what we get in and we have something to fight Russia. I mean, just imagine we haven't had anything. Mm -hmm. We lost all the ammunition. Like we use all the ammunition that we had in, I don't know, in the first three weeks because of the scale of war. And we fight in 16 weeks. That fight has to come out of somewhere, and it's not coming from Ukrainian warehouses because we didn't have them. So I think that whatever is we get in from the United States is being used effectively, and we need more of it, And but be grateful for what we have. In and we appreciate any questions that we get from our live podcast audience uh, who are watching right now as well. And one of those questions comes from Kathy, and, and, and I agree with her on this, um, Slavic, and I, and I say this in a respectful manner. I started to lose, and I know war gets into all kinds of things. I started to lose respect for Zelensky. I'm not a Ukrainian. I don't live there. When he refused peace talks, and I don't know what your media there is telling you or not or showing you, and you can give us your perspective, but this is a man who on multiple occasions re has refused peace talks. Uh, if he would do that, he would betray us. And why is that? Because you don't want peace talks. No, we don't. We want our land back. Okay. Do you understand? Then the follow-up to that is, do you understand why Russians who were for Putin going in and doing what he's doing, starting this war, feel as if because when Ukraine declared your independence, that there were Russians still in that territory that still felt, or excuse people who felt that they still wanted to be a part of Russia and back because there are Russians who don't want to be a part of Ukraine. I haven't seen those. You haven't seen those in the border towns? No. Because Putin, why else would Putin be coming into the territory that he is? He, he always does that. He does that in Georgia. He does it in other places. He does it in Ukraine. He wants our territory. So it's, you know, it's 
why Zelensky is not doing peace talks? You know, imagine Putin comes to the United States and takes, you know, the state of Missouri. Yeah. And says, I like this. State. So that's why there's ask. a conflict right now, because I'm yeah. trying to figure out why there's a conflict from your perspective. Uh, from my perspective, you know, the conflict is has a whole lot more than uh, local meaning. It's kind of geopolitical conflict. And the reason <clears throat> what is happening, Putin wants to reestablish Soviet Union. He wants to become a power that can deal with the United States and Europe. And for that, he needs to have more resources. And Ukraine has 30% of the most fertile soil in the world. Correct. Yeah, the, the natural resources there are amazing. So for him to, to have that machine and to sustain that machine, he needs to have that. And so that's the reason he's doing that. And if you look at the countries that are helping us the most, those are the former Soviet Union countries like Baltics. Uh, Poland, I mean, they they were not part of the Soviet Union, but they were part of Warsaw Pact because they know Putin is not going to stop in Ukraine. He's going to move into Europe. And he's not going to stop in Europe. He's going to move into the United States, too. So that's that's not a local war. It's well, not about, you know, about peace talks here. If you're going to start doing peace talks with him, the next thing you know, he's going to be here. So it basically sounds like you're saying it's all or none. Either they yeah. leave and it's over, or we fight forever. Uh, Ukrainians will fight forever. Because it sounds like a whole Middle East situation again, just like we see with Israel. Uh, yeah, basically, you know, since Ukraine it does not want to live under Putin's kind of shadow and his uh, rule, that's, you know, we're going to have that to deal with. Forever, is this false did. information that Putin only wants a portion back yes. from what they feel was theirs from the get-go? Yes. yes. But you understand what I'm saying, right? Mm. You, but you also understand that Putin's not going to stop. Uh, you know, what I'm understanding is that we as Ukrainians, we're fighting for freedom. We're fighting for just justice and so i don't think that that will stop us and i think we have proved it pretty effectively we're not asking people to come and fight for us what we do we're asking people to help us and you know when you look what was happened when ukraine gave up nuclear weapon when was that it was if i'm not mistaken it was 90 something 92 93 something like that when we were independent. So we gave up our nuclear weapon and the United States was among countries that promised us to protect us. And Russia was another country, but Russia decided to do opposite. So we gave us, what happening right now that missiles that being used to bomb us are the ones that we gave to Russia. What does your country think about our president? What did Biden. They, yeah, yes, what do you guys think about Biden? We respect him a lot. And that's where a lot of Americans have, like differ with Ukraine. They, they love the humanitarian, but um, they've done a lot of negative things. And we understand why Ukraine would like them, because you're getting trillions and trillions and trillions I of would love dollars. them, too. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Ukraine shouldn't. But like we're hearing people here that some of their biggest question is why Ukraine was so popular with Biden and Hunter before all of this. And now they're dropping cash, cash, cash. And our media is telling us that that cash is not going to you guys. It's getting funneled back. And your president and our president are in cahoots, actually, against both of our countries, Ukraine and America, just to get money. 
and that it's a proxy war. See, I don't believe in that just for one reason. In order to fight a war, you need to have resources. If Correct. that would be happening, Correct. we would not be able to fight for 16 months. And if you wouldn't be only relying on small countries in Europe, <laughs> and the things will look completely different. So I think that the whole argument is false based on us as Ukrainians able to fight the war for 16 months. And I don't know how much does it cost to fight one for one day, but I don't think it's cheap. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. No, it's so, not. And if you take in the math, you, you can, I guess you can do the math, how much money we have received and how much does it cost to fight a war. And basically, I don't think that money are being you know, funneled back or something like that. We're talking with Dr. Yaroslav Piz. Uh, he is a Ukrainian resident. He is president of a seminary in Ukraine. He is here. He has children that go to school in the Chesterfield area. Um, we're just trying to get an honest conversation from his perspective about what's going on in Ukraine, treating him with the utmost respect, even if you don't agree with him or I don't agree on certain things. It's a perspective that we have not had, and that's what this show is about. Like it, don't like it, whatever. Um, I'm going to tell you this, Doctor. When I heard Donald Trump um, say that he would end this war in 24 hours, have you heard that Donald Trump said that? I always heard that Donald Trump said that Putin is genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He said that he would end this war in 24 hours. When you hear that, does it piss you off? Do you think that's possible? Um, we can't understand what perspective you're coming from right now. I just want him to finish it. You want who to finish it? Whoever. But I don't think it's possible. I don't think that. And he why has a, is that? He doesn't have a good track record of finishing things like that. Who's that? Putin or Trump? Trump. How many wars he has finished in 24 hours? Zero. So that's the reason I don't trust him. Well, there wasn't any wars. Yeah. There wasn't any wars during the four years he was president. None. But I think he's I referring to I the fact of the power. Because Putin came to Ukraine in 2014. Right. And so it was already a war going there. Do you think he that's because. He had war since 14 and he didn't finish that war. But who started it? Putin. Yeah. Now. Let me ask you this. If Donald Trump came into office, you know what would happen. Ukraine wouldn't get any more money from the United States. It would be cut off. I don't think so. And it would so. be used for America. You don't think you I still don't think I think so, but you definitely get less money. Yeah, I and one of our list I think we have support uh, both in Democrats and Republicans. One of our listeners and viewers wanted us to remind it was Obama in 2014 that was a part of that with Putin. Yeah, but, you know, Trump was as a president after that. Mm -hmm. And he didn't finish the war. Are there Ukrainians that, that are excited to be, I mean, are Ukrainians excited to go get involved in this? Um, how do you, do you join the military? Are you drafted? Are you said, listen, you're going to go fight or else your family's, I mean, what, what's happening? I mean, are there instances of being forced to go fight? Uh, at the very beginning, when the war started, we had alliance of men waiting in line to get into military. Uh, now I think that they shifted to more uh, professional kind of approach, which I think is, is, is great because a lot of men being trained overseas to be a professional fighters. And we do have a conscription, so everyone is eligible to, not, not eligible, everyone is required as a, if, upon, if called upon to fight on the war. And so, you know, we have everything. We have people that don't, would not want to fight. 
but at the same time, you know, we are under martial law, so we have to fight for our land. Do you have an issue with Russia seeing Kiev or Kiev as kind of the mother of Russian cities? Because you'll you'll hear that out there at certain times as well. As if they feel as if you know that's that's still part of their area. I mean, if you look at history, Kiev by centuries older than Moscow. So by the time Moscow showed up, <laughs> Kiev was there for a long, long time. And so the center of everything was not in Moscow. It was not Russia. Russia did not exist even in that time. It was Kiev Rus. That's, that's the territory of current Ukraine and other lands there. How do you see this war ending? Because when I look at it as an American, we're standing here in the conversations that Lizzie I, Joe have on this podcast and people that we talk to, um, we, we don't see it ending. Uh, one thing that we learned through war that uh, everything change, changes really swift and fast. Like one of the examples, you know, the whole idea, I mean, the whole deal was Prigozhin and Wagner Group. I mean, none of us expected to see something like that. And that, that actually undermined Putin's authority big time. He, I think that he already lost his, this war, but he also lost a lot of support within the country, I would say. And so something could happen that will finish this war very abruptly. But what that could be, I have no idea. For now, you know, Ukrainians are on offensive. It's difficult, but they're pushing Russians. So I think it would be, you know, on their realistic side, it will take a while to do that. Uh, but in addition to that, since, you know, war started in one day, and like Prigozhin did what he did, something else could show up and finish the war the way we did not know. See, the problem with that, I think, and this is what Putin's problem, usually when people start the war, they want us, they start in the war when they want, but they finish the war where they, when they can. And so I think whatever that piece when they can, you know, we, we will see. But up until then, I know for sure that we will fight. Okay, so if the tables are turned, many people in America are afraid that in Russia, um, they're going to turn on us now, that Putin will turn on us, mm -hmm. that we're giving all of this money to Ukraine. So there's many Americans, many of friends of ours, they, they do feel for the Ukrainians that are in war, but it's not our problem because we already have a lot of problems here. And we're sending money to you and we are weakening our country and weakening our country and weakening our country. So... Putin is then going to send a nuclear bomb over here to us. And I'm just telling you what some people are saying. Is Ukraine then going to protect us? Ukraine is already protecting you. How? Fighting Russians. When was the last time American money were directly killing, eliminating Russians? And believe me, Russians hate you. And so it's the same thing with, like, with Israel. Every day they get up with the idea to kill all the Americans. Because they believe, and that, you know, even if you look the way they promote this war, they're not fighting with Ukraine. The, the way who promotes this war? Russians. Russia? How are they promoting it? They're it, fighting with the West. Mm -hmm. And the West. Well, yeah, because we are. But look at the amount of We're giving a trillion dollars to freaking Ukraine. Yeah, you take Ukraine off the list. I mean, you're still the West. You're still the enemy. Yeah, because uh, we're putting money. It doesn't matter if you put money or not. You, in your pocket. I, you are ideological enemy. It's not about resources. No, I get it's it. about a ideology. Russians and so they will hate Americans you. You, you have to come, time. you know, have to... I saw Rocky IV. I know. that. So, right. that's, <laughs> sadly, 
whatever ideology in Russia is not comparable with ideology in the United States. And so they will hate you, either you like it or not. Well, we assume that most countries me, do hate let us. Me, let me do this. Uh, I love this conversation. I don't agree with you on some, um, okay. on, but we need to be educated from yeah. your Absolutely. perspective. You know, Absolutely. I, I grew up in Soviet Union. And in my school, we had a picture of an American. And we were told that one day Americans will come to kill us. That my generation, I'm 45 years old, that was growing up with. So when I first met an American who was alive, I was surprised that he's like me and he does not really want to kill me at all. He came to help. And so now take 140 millions that being fed this kind of stuff. Right. Do you think that they're going to just watch you? No, they will not. They never did. And so Russia is pretty good with propaganda, either you like it or not. But they know how to feed propaganda to people. And so... What I want to tell Americans, in, in current situation in life, you cannot stand alone. Those people like Russia, they're not going to let you exist. So it's not like they don't have tolerance whatsoever. So yeah, but Russia's not alone now. They've got a new alliance with BRICS. They've got an alliance with China. Yeah. China's, I mean, China's sitting right there. For that there. reason, I think the best thing that the United States can do is actually to strengthen itself. The way... Ukraine help is because we are weakening in Russia, either they like it or not. I mean, there it weakens both sides, Ukraine and Russia. When you go through a war, you run through your ammunition, just like you said. Yeah, but you, look at this: when the war started, how much ammunition were we getting from the United States and other places? Not that much, because your factories were not working for that. Yeah, it screwed now, us right now too. Now you are working and you're producing all of that. So what would happen? that's not a good time for anyone to start war with the United States because now you're up and running. Your, pr your production is, I don't know how many Yeah, but our president now. let the cat out of the bag recently that we're low on ammunition. Ammunition's all over the place. You were low on ammunition even before the start of the then war. Then why did we give it to that's you? That's a good point. I mean, really, now why did we give it to you? you revive all your factory and all your industry, so now you start producing all that. So huh. that's actually the byproduct of your involvement with Ukraine, that it strengthened you in production of what you're doing. It sounds like you guys have a lot of propaganda over there, too. We have a lot of propaganda so, here. And so there's just propaganda everywhere. Isn't most ammunition made in China, though? I believe so. Because of the gunpowder. I'm, I'm sorry, this might be my... We, no, we had a conversation about this on a podcast right. where they could control it, yes. Right. It was something, I don't know the specifics, but China's involved. We're talking with Dr. Yaroslav Piz. He is a seminarian, he's president of a seminary in UK, Ukraine, Western Ukraine, correct? Not specific, in Lviv, not specifically um, near the border town where much of the war was going on. Um, has Russia tried to go past a certain point regarding their troops i know you said that you have fought back you being ukraine have fought back russian troops um in regards to what may or may not be wanted are they trying to ad advance um further i guess west towards you towards poland yeah all the time i mean they started with kiev area advancing to kiev and so luckily we were successful to pushing them back but this is what is happening now. So Russia is not going to stop anywhere. They will take everything. And Are we understand that. So for us, this war is existential. It's either we exist or they exist. 
Got it. There is an organization that someone asked um, on our chat line, Human Domain Solutions, LLC. Are you aware of that company? Okay. Just they just wanted me to ask you that. I, I don't know about that company either, but they keep asking me. So um in we we've seen videos, and I know this can be propaganda as well, of nightlife going on in Ukraine, clubs kicking, they're bumping, uh bottle service, um, younger people enjoying life. It's not possible because we are on the martial law. All the nightlife stops at eleven o'clock. But okay. I guess they could be doing that up to 11. So that's in, in different places. So everything closes at 11. Yeah, 11 or 12. It depends on the area. Because we've seen videos. Hey, there's no war here. I the can, younger people are loving life in Ukraine. I cannot get on the streets after like midnight. Look at your American tax dollars. They're supplying Ukraine with a, a wonderful life right now while they have amazing resources. Uh, you know, these people are saying that they need to come to Ukraine at least for a couple of days and see. And if they see well, these people like children without limbs, soldiers without limbs, funerals every day, if that's kicking and uh, living, you know, I don't wish that life on them. Yeah, no, no doubt. Nobody wants to go through that. You don't know what a war is so like until you go through that, a war. Correct. Correct. We are having fun right now. It's just a big lie. What about what we're having right now is, you know, our kids are sitting. I have a, a four-year uh, adopted granddaughter and she had a birthday and her birthday wish was uh, to she said to grandma to my wife she said grandma i wish that we would have electricity so our rooms would not be black and i would not be in basement all the time if Aww. that's a kicking and living yeah. that's what we do everybody four-year-old girl birthday wish and that's another reason i guess People are looking, as you say, towards Zelensky as if he's a hero because he's trying to, quote, stand yeah. up for Ukraine. Exactly. He's have, one of us. Do you have freedom of religion? Because you're, you know, you see. Oh, that's an, another thing that I've been dealing here with. For some reason, I don't know who's producing that stuff here. That Well, yeah. Do you, do you have freedom of yeah, religion in definitely. Ukraine? What's it like to be a Christian? Because we've also seen videos that have come out. Because uh, you have you have Orthodox, uh, we have Christ Russian Orthodox. Russian Orthodox. Um, we saw a Russian Orthodox church being gassed out. Yeah, what happened was Russian Orthodox, especially with some of their priests, that they are not really priests; they are Russian spies. What they do in their community where they live, like in my hometown, we had one of those things happening. They identified targets for Russian missiles. And then they report on the destruction that these targets, you know, these missiles do. So is that religion? I don't think so. So you're Baptist, correct? Yeah. And how can you worship in Ukraine if you're Baptist? Same like you here. So you can worship. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Okay. You can go on the street and preach. Our churches are filled up with people because people need hope, help, emotional help, and all that. So there's a Russian Orthodox church. Is that the biggest church in Ukraine? Yes. But you're free to still worship in Ukraine. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have the whole time? Yeah. So th so Russia hasn't taken away your freedom of religion? I mean, Russia is not in Lviv yet. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, right. they're trying to come in. But uh, if they will come, we will be the first one to be uh, executed because that's what happened in occupied areas because they consider Baptists as the agents. I mean, not Baptists, Protestants as agents of, of West. 
So Got we it. are enemy. We are evil. What about bio labs in Ukraine? Have you heard the reports of bio labs? I know I've got to ask it. I know you laugh at me, but there. Yeah, we have these mosquitoes that. You know, oh dear bite. God! Come on, Doc. Give me a. I mean, are you familiar with Burisma? Do you know what's happening with Burisma you know, you and Biden? A, just imagine you and Council getting together talking about oh. mosquitoes that will bite shit, turn you into something. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, the bio labs in Ukraine were legit. <laughs> You don't, so, you don't believe, so you don't believe that? <laughs> okay, so have you been everywhere in Ukraine? You've been to every city yes, in Ukraine? Yes, we have. We, you know, when the war started, we started um, eight, 17 V-Care centers, and these V-Care centers are centers that help in, uh, people, you know, humanitarian aid, emotional relief. Uh, we providing them with trauma helpers. Uh, spiritual things, you know, you know, small group Bible studies, you know, art therapy. That's a fancy way to call vacation Bible school for kids. Um, partnerships and things like that, bringing hope to the community. We have them 17 around the country. Uh, all the way, the, the closest one is in, I mean, the, the closest one to Frontline is in Kherson. And I've been through all of them. So I think I have a pretty good grasp of what is happening in Ukraine. What's the what's the economy like right now in it's Ukraine? Non-existent. What do you mean by that? For our listeners, for our American listeners in this country and our, our podcast listeners. Uh, you know, every single industrial area is a target for Russian missiles. Sadly, what they do, they mostly target universities, hospitals, schools. And so for that reason, even schools are not working because kids are doing school online. Um, uh, we hope that in September universities will resume, but you know, whenever you have a, you know some crowd of people, that becomes a target for Russia. And so, like you talk about factories, a lot of factories move from east of Ukraine to west of Ukraine. Where you live, a L- little further than me, even. So you don't have electricity in your house. Uh, this winter we didn't have electricity for a lot of time, but now we do have. Yeah, but yeah. then how are, how is there? An economy of some sort. How is their commerce? Is the government is giving easy. welfare out? What is happening? Service, you know, what what I mean by economy non-existent is like, you know, we don't really have investment into economy. You don't have new factories started or existing factory working. I mean, I just give you an example. About a month ago, one of the RV care centers that is in the western Ukraine, about an hour and a half away from me got shelled by Russian missiles, and that was a big warehouse, and they burned everything to the ground. So how's that economy existing? You know, we have economy. It's kind of working, but it's not really working because you never know what's going to happen to your production line tomorrow. So, okay, well, how do you buy goods? How are services uh, gotten? Where Services is- working, what I'm talking about, industry. Okay. Industry is something that is So then how the then how is so how is the let me repeat that. Is there a way that it's working where you can actually go to the store? How are you getting money into your account? Your neighbors getting money into an account? Bank system works. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But what I'm talking that the most the area that hurt the most is industry. So like in production like factories. These things are struggling. Well, and these things struggle in our country too. They do. Um, we were really going strong under Trump, to be honest. And now our economy is tanking over here in America. It's tanking. People are having a hard time making ends meet now. And so it's interesting to hear a different perspective. 
and I don't know if it's your media or the way that you live, but this country really believes that Biden was not elected and that our election was stolen. And I'm one of those that thinks that. And I watched that uh, my bank account looked really pretty under Trump. But now under Biden, like my investments are just tanking and our interest rates are flying up. And so that's why a lot of Americans feel like that Ukrainians are taking the money from Americans and that's why they don't want to help. And then you come in here and say how great Biden is. I would say, gosh, 70% of America does not feel that way. I didn't say that. Well, what I said to grateful for America, United States, all the people, because each one of you paying for what we're doing. Correct. Yeah, whether Correct. we want to or not. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we, we are. Don't, we Our don't tax have a choice. are going there. Yeah, we pay a lot of taxes. Many of us pay close to 40% in taxes, and then we don't have a say, and now we are struggling to make ends meet, and we're seeing trillions of dollars go to Ukraine, and we see Zelensky living in a mansion. We see him living in a mansion. That's what our media says, that they show us pictures that he's living in a mansion, living lavish life, and you don't know about that? I don't want to live life he lives. I know that for sure. He doesn't live in a mansion? <laughs> I don't want to live in the mansion that he lives in. Why? What's wrong with it? I don't think that he lives in the mansion. Probably the target that's on He's his back. He's being oh, okay. threatened every single moment. And the only, if you look at his day, the poor guy starts his day early in the morning, goes to, <laughs> through night, just talking to people. Did you I, see... Did you see the videos of him dancing in his high heels and his spandex? And um, th those videos have made their way around. He was a comedian before yeah. he was a president. He was a comedian. Yeah, but I don't. I haven't seen the. I didn't follow him as a comedian, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised that it was something like that. Um, one thing I want to make sure before we get out of here today. Um, I want to promote what you do because we can talk, we can agree, we can disagree, we can get a perspective from your standpoint of Ukraine. But at the end of the day, um, you're trying to help people and you've dedicated your life to service in your faith. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, God, if there's anything we could ever hopefully find some common ground on, um, it would be God, it would be our faith. So I wanted to promote what you do. Um, you know, if there's a way of people who, uh, understand what you're doing and why you're yeah, here what we're trying to do is actually trying to help people in the you know in their in the lavish life that they have right now and so the way we're trying to do that is actually provide them with food provide them with hope and uh, we have a network of our we care centers around the country they're called and, we care centers yeah and in, so in ukraine or in the united in states ukraine. okay and so through these V-Care centers, we bring hope into their life and at least making their life, you know, bearable. And so I think that we have an opportunity to turn our country uh, because I believe that God is in the business of redeeming evil into something good and great. And as a result of this war, our country can, can turn out being known not for corruption, but being known for Christian values. And this is what I live for, and this is what we fight for. And we are grateful to every single American that is helping us in that fight. That's, that's my say. Um, how, how do people support the We Care Centers? They send funds. No, I mean, how can people, if they hear this podcast and, and they want to... an organization, Ukrainian Partnership Foundation, which is actually here in St. Louis, in Chesterfield. 
And so if you can go online, upfmissions.org, there's a way that you can learn about work of vCare centers and the way how to support it. Um, Dr. Yaroslav uh, Pij, how often do you get to uh, the United States or get back? Because I know you have children here. Uh, quite often, every other month. Okay, that's good. Um, it, are we just, <laughs> I get so angry. We we rip Americans for being so unaware and just so comfortable and, oh, life's so great and we're just going to enjoy life. and everything. Um, When you go from Ukraine with what you're dealing with, um, to hear what's that difference like for people? I think Americans are very ignorant and you created your own bubble, but the problem is you cannot live separately. And Unless expand. You move to Mars. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I think it's profound. Either you like it or not, Putin will exist, evil will exist. Mm -hmm. And we cannot build walls. And because it's not going to work, we will have to fight evil. At some point. No, to the, every day we do that. Right. Just in a different way. And so, you know, if Americans, some Americans that you kind of reference into saying that Ukrainians are stealing your things and stuff like that, that might be their perspective. They have rights to have that perspective. But the thing that I'll tell them, you never wish the life you have. The problem is we cannot move from Ukraine. And the problem is we cannot stop being Ukrainians. And we will fight for freedom. We're not fighting for our comfort. We're fighting for existence. And I think America was always a great example for us because your people are very brave. And what was really encouraging for me, your people had values and they lived according to these values. What I see right now, especially with President Trump, he doesn't have values or whatever values he has, I don't share them because it's a show that what it looks to me as a Ukrainian who live in Ukraine. So, Well, Dr. Yaroslav Pij Slavic, thank you so much for taking time today. Once again, like I said, we'll have conversations. Not everybody's going to agree about everything all the time, but I respect you for coming in, taking the questions. Um, I wish nothing but blessings on you. God bless your ministry in Ukraine. And at the end of the day, nobody really wants to go through war. They don't, they don't. regardless of they the don't. politics that are around. Uh, I could only imagine the politics would be around if somebody attacked America and then we're caught in the middle. So um, I get it. I know you and your family were caught in the middle of it. I know other Ukrainians, whether we agree or disagree. Um, hey, thank you, man. God bless you for coming in. Yeah, let me thank all Americans for helping us one more time because without your help, even I wouldn't be here. All right. Thank you. We, we appreciate, appreciate you, you coming and God bless you and your children. Thank you. All right. Yes, we'll see you next week. travel yeah. back to Ukraine. Well, regardless, once again, you know, you get the information. We get somebody in that from a, a Ukrainian perspective, somebody who's lived there, somebody who is there, um, you know, when it comes to the whole politics thing. Um, did I agree with a lot of it no i didn't and I, and i'm and i don't support Zelensky. and um i'm sorry that donald trump has nothing to do with what's going on over there although i do think trump could save the day call me stupid i i just think that he could my stomach but i respect him right for doing now. what he did yes, and coming yes. in and being honest and giving us his perspective correct and I mean, everybody the president of a seminary a baptist seminary in right, ukraine right my stomach really hurts right now like i have such mixed emotions i i know many people now 
now who I didn't know before, Ukrainians who have come over here and is telling the same story he's telling. I get that. But in the same token, something, and I don't know what it is, and you're not supposed to go by your feelings, but my stomach hurts because... Just, I mean, he called Americans ignorant, and we are. I mean, there are some of us that are ignorant. They do not know what's going on. In regards to our bubble. Oh, I get that. I agree. I say it all the time. We we do live in a bubble. And I know I've been out of the country too and see China and they don't live the way that we do. But it's interesting that we have to keep getting insulted by other countries and they take our money and they come over here and they call us ignorant. But here, let me take your money. And, And I'm not saying he's wrong that we're ignorant about a lot of things. But why does America have to keep getting insulted and they take our money and it's and walls do work. And I know what he was saying from a Christian perspective. I do. God loves everyone and every country, and we're supposed to help everyone. I get it. I do. But in the same token, if you're a business owner, you're supposed to protect your own. Your president is is, is a business owner. America is a business. And it's, it's astounding to me that he was saying that Trump has no morals, and yet what in the hell? Biden has zero morals. Yeah, I mean, zero. I mean, it's just, and when he said that they don't have propaganda over there, they're fed nothing but propaganda. No, they do. When you're in the middle of a war, it's very difficult yes. to try to find right. It's difficult. Like I said, we don't know what it's like to live there. No. Jerry, Jerry, I don't think he's an actor. He, <laughs> I, 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 Hey, I, I've had some, uh, I've had some, uh, uh some disguises pulled over me, but I don't think that's that. All right, that's the hardcore hour. Now we're going to have some fun. Woo! It's a free for all Friday. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, show you our sponsors, our partners. We appreciate you guys jumping in, supporting them. If you need their products, tell them you heard about them on Cancel This. It helps them and it reminds them of the commitment that they make to this show, our podcast, our media company, cancelthisshow.com. Um, but when we come back, we're going to talk with Kelly Mano, the digital creator, the social media superstar, and um, you're gonna have fun. We're gonna have some fun. We'll talk about what's happening when it comes to video creation. We'll talk about the kind of emails she gets, the kind of responses she gets, the whole growing up in the '80s aspect, uh, which she has done so well with. Um, we'll reminisce maybe some of her days from the Stephen DC show producer. How she pranks local news stations. I want to see more of this though. That would be great. I guess. And if you have any questions, just jump in. We'll get to Kelly. We have some fun videos today as well. Um, it's a free for all Friday. We'll have some more fun with it um like subscribe share the show jump in on the chat line if you have questions let us know as well i'm vic faust with lizzie sparks pro joe running the boards back in just a couple minutes you've waited and now it's here the unveiling of the latest carol house lifestyle collections i'm brooke with my sister amy inviting you to see three football fields of the latest styles Our new lifestyle collections are premium quality furniture made exclusively for us and available only at Carroll House. The attention to detail is unmatched and so is the value, nearly half the price of a typical gallery store. Plus, get free financing, delivery, and in-home design. Carroll House, because you like nice things. Marco, wait. What? No response? Hi, I'm Curtis Barks with Complete Auto Body and Repair, offering full service and auto repair to St. Louis and St. Charles. We are looking for someone to say polo. That's right. We are hiring. We want you now. If you would like to work in a well-paying environment, then you owe it to yourself to stop by one of our six Complete Auto Body and Repair locations. Will you help me find that missing person? Please call me directly at 636-488-HIRE. That's right. 636-488-4473. Dad and service. Oh yeah, and service. He's in the car. 
Kathy O. Big Strick, owner of Experience Real Estate Partners with EXP, has been one of St. Louis, Missouri's highest selling groups for 26 years running. In that time, Kathy and her team have successfully assisted an incredible 4,000 families. So if you're thinking about buying, building, or selling, be sure to put Kathy's group and their experience to work for you, and you can expect to be moved. Just give her a call at 314-276-SOLD. That's 314-276-7653 or find her online at experience-re.com. As all of you may know, the home of the Cancel This Studio is located at the all-inclusive private jet hangar, Strategic Air Services. Founded in Chesterfield, Missouri, they take pride in offering a meticulous approach to private aviation through services that fully manage your trip from takeoff to landing. Strategic Air Services is more than just storage for your aircraft. They offer state-of-the-art amenities to its members and guests. When you are not traveling, you have the luxury of enjoying their world-class gym, conference rooms, lounges, and so much more. Strategic Air Services offers an unparalleled luxury experience for all things private aviation. If you're looking for a new place to call home for your aircraft, give them a call today at 636-400-7601. Again, that's 636-400-7601 or visit their website at strategicairservices.net. Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, if you don't know, is a family-owned business that has been around since 1994, serving some of the best chicken wings in town, no joke. Also known for their fresh burgers, pizza, and incredible smoked meat. Top-notch happy hour specials are included, plus live music every Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, you can also enjoy their spacious heated covered patio. It's Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. Hey guys, welcome back into Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks and Projo. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. We are here, CancelThisShow.com, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central and all the time on our website at CancelThisShow.com. We were pretty serious during the first hour talking about Ukraine. Uh, a few people agreeing with our guests. A lot of people hating them, but it is what it is. Most of them through. are haters. <laughs> we go through that. Uh, but Fridays, we try to have some fun as well. We get into the paranormal. We get into the conspiracy theories. We get into the free-for-all Friday. We get into the entertainment, and we have fun. But I'm excited to have our, our friend. Me too. So excited. Video creator. She's a digital whiz. She won't say that. She's also a yeah, she social is. media superstar, and she's a St. Louisan. Um Kelly Mano. Welcome to our show, Kelly. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, the, the next time we get here, we'll sit you in a chair. We'll, we'll get a better chair. We'll get you higher. I literally had to catapult into this chair. <laughs> yes. And my, my feet are like, yeah. But there's about three feet between my feet and the ground. So, And I'm praying right now the chair just doesn't tip over. <laughs> that's what I'm praying. Because I think that's the chair you had. You fell off of it, I think. Uh, Kelly, tell everybody what it is that you do right now. Uh, so I am a content creator. Uh, mainly mainly on TikTok, but also on Instagram and Facebook. And somehow during COVID, I started making TikTok videos, accidentally got famous <laughs> on TikTok. And Is it, that it all started in COVID? It really did. Like I've always had a, a big social media following, whether it was like Facebook or even like way back in the day, I was like a mommy blogger. Um, <laughs> but then over TikTok is over COVID is when TikTok took off. And that's when I joined. 
because I was bored. Okay, so yeah. it's been, what, just over two years? Three. How many followers do you have all over your platforms? I don't know. She a has lot. thousands and thousands. I have I have 2.5 million, I think, on TikTok. Wow. And then like 200,000 on on Facebook and a couple hundred thousand on Instagram. I don't, I don't look because honestly, it just freaks me out. Oh, but you're so damn funny. You are so funny. My husband's like, well, who are you laughing at in there? And I'll tell him, and then I'm showing my whole family. I hear that all the time. You're hysterical. I just, oh my gosh. It's Thank so you fun. so much. All right, we're going to show you a little bit of some of the videos that Kelly Mano, Kelly Mano does right now, and then we'll talk about them. Without a doubt, one of my favorite things about making all this Gen X content is reading your comments under my videos. I'm going to read some of my favorite recent comments. Uh, Dead Poet Society says, I found a rattlesnake by the shed door, told Grandpa, and he said, well, you know where the pistol is. <laughs> I was eight. <laughs> oh, somebody started a topic about hitchhikers. <laughs> And Kathy said, oh my God, same thing happened to us. We had just gotten our KFC and my mom, <laughs> and my mom picked up a hitchhiker. I was so mad because we had to share our chicken. Oh. Riding with my grandpa and he had bumped so hard that I flew up and hit my head on the roof and, <laughs> and fell down to the floor. And he said, stay in your damn seat. Her laugh gets me out My mom left her wallet at home after pumping gas, so she left my sister at the gas station as collateral so she could go get it. Our parents hated us. That's my right. husband fell out of his father's milk truck while riding with him on his road. He just backed up and said, Get in, stupid. You have no idea how much we had to worry about falling out of a car. Oh, oh my god. god. Now oh. that that's tell people before we show our next video what it is that you focus on now when they can find you on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Sure. Well, as I'm raising kids myself, I, I just raised an entire human. My son graduated high school. He Congratulations. If he goes to jail after this, it is not my fault. <laughs> I did my job. But as as I'm raising kids and teenagers, I realize how different my child was my childhood was from theirs. And I've tried very hard to raise the most feral children I, I can. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not in the market of raising snowflakes. Good. But it's still nowhere near the things that we went through growing nope. up Absolutely. in Gen X. And we're kind of the forgotten generation and we've always liked it that way. But when I started telling stories about what it was like growing up, it's like half of the audience is like, oh my God, I forgot about that. And then half of the audience is like, no way. That that did not really happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I You resonate with me so much because on your TikToks and your Instagrams, that was my life. And I'm laughing at you so hard. But I guess it's laughing at myself. And that's why so many people like you because you're bringing it. You're well, bringing it. Our, our childhood was so traumatic that like if we don't laugh. Right. It was. Gonna, I mean, our teachers like hit us with wooden paddles. Truth. Yeah. Truth. You know. Our, Check. Yeah. Our <laughs> teachers, like they each had a paddle hanging on, hanging on their, like some of the teachers would name their paddles. Yes. They would put, they would put holes in them to make them aerodynamic. <laughs> yes. We had this little, little old assistant principal and she would take her shoes off to get like a running start yes. if you were getting a swat. Uh -huh. And when I tell my kids these things, they just can't believe it. Right. I told my kids that I was hit with a Dr. Scholl and my mom would hit me profusely yeah. and it wasn't abuse back then. Yeah. If I would pick up a Dr. Scholl, a big wooden shoe and hit one of my kids, <laughs> they'd call DFS. I know. Here, let's run another one of uh, Kelly's videos oh. if we can too because these are fun. If Kelly told you so, this come on. Me dancing. <laughs> 
when did you learn how to dance I so love damn it. well? Okay, so I I just always grew up dancing, and that's kind of also part of TikTok. That's not part of my content. Um, that is just <laughs> I think you know, it is. Sometimes there's like trending videos or dancing and stuff yes, like that, yes. and I just like to remind the young kids that some of us old folks could still do that. Absolutely. So. Yes. That was embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I thought it was great. We're I getting people who are recognizing you already. They're like, oh man, she slays me. She's yes. the best. Uh, people remember you from the super popular Stephen DC morning show as well. Remind gosh. people what you did oh. with the show. So, I mean, gosh, this was 20 plus years ago, but but people still remember yes. the Stephen DC show if they grew up here around mm-hmm. St. Louis. Um, I remember. I was me there, too. I was their assistant producer for, um, I think, four years. I interned before that, but um, craziest four years of my life life and <laughs> taught me a lot about what I know today about working hard and business yes, and all that stuff. Yes, I was one of your listeners for sure because the phone pranks had me literally peeing in my pants. They were so funny. You have no idea how stressful those were to plan. Like just and it just trying to make sure the person answered the phone. Right, right. Those were the great those were the greatest. We brought Donald in. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And we tried to do a phone, and phone pranks don't work anymore. No, no, they we don't. tried to you do it with him, it. and the people are listening. He's like, "Hello," because Donald's <laughs> Chinese and he plays up his accent. Yes, and people are like, they hang up now. Yeah. They're like, "What the yeah, is yes. going on?" You can't do them anymore. No, you can't do them anymore. And that's sad. That's actually a crisis. Yeah, because growing up, that was so much fun, and now the kids don't have phone pranks. That's their form of well, child so abuse. So my kids do prank people, but they always prank businesses. So okay, they'll, they'll call like Walgreens and, and ask. <laughs> for ridiculous things or like and sometimes I'll hear them I'm like you guys are such rookies that sucked let me tell you what to say like here's how you have a good one love it love it what do you think uh, this younger generation really doesn't understand like maybe if there's a top three top five ten things that if you grew up in the 80s maybe into the beginning of the 90s uh, that's such a different experience. One of my favorites that you put, and I couldn't, I was trying to find the video so I could, but was the um, drinking out of the garden hose. Drinking out of the oh, garden that's, hose. That's the best. <laughs> well, there was this guy who had made a video on TikTok, and he was. Where did you post it on TikTok or TikTok. Instagram? Because I was looking for it on TikTok. I'm so, there now looking. So it's the guy with, he's shirtless, but he's wearing a beanie. Mm-hmm. He's like your standard mm-hmm. millennial. And he's looking at the camera and he's like, hey, everybody in Gen X, when you say you drink out of the hose, where sink's not an option. And that he's trying, was you. He's trying yeah. to be so. That's Kelly. Uh-huh. All right. I've seen that video. Everybody's seen was- Kelly. Oh, they just don't realize it. Between the shirtlessness and the beanie and his smug face, it was like shooting fish in a barrel getting yeah, that guy. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, we weren't allowed in the house. Hell no, right, we, we weren't. weren't. Like, we had to stay outside. Somebody tied our our house key around our neck in a shoestring in the morning and said, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> That's right. That kid don't know. When I saw your video, I kind of wanted to slap him a little bit and they can drink right out of the hose. Well, I, I kind of feel bad when I, when I pick these victims because yeah. like, you know, I know that they're going to get a lot of flack, but I, you know, I, I think I even reached out to him and was like, hey, just so you know, like, it's, yeah. all, it's all fun and games. I'm not seriously mad at some random stranger on the right, internet. Right, That's yeah. so he funny. He deserved it, though. He yeah, did. He did. He did deserve it. He totally deserved it. <laughs> but yeah, if there was anything that I could change for kids, it would be for them to know what it's like to not have a phone. I mean, yes. I, I would give anything to do with like just one anti-technology week. Yes. Just Wouldn't one week. Oh my God, it's so peaceful. What about um, your situation with pranking local news stations? Because... Um, Stop. I worked with you at... <laughs> I worked with... Am I not allowed to say this? You can say it. I worked with <laughs> Kelly at Fox 2 for a while and had no idea because I am I was fairly new. I'm just in there. I'm busting my butt every day. And I find Kelly 
you're working in the traffic department. Yep. And you should have been leading the newscast. Uh, you you should have been the art. For sure. People would still be watching local news if you were on TV because we're seeing what they're doing with social media. So I meet you. I have no idea. And then I don't find out until after you left that, oh, yeah, the people who were pranking it, <laughs> local news live shots was Kelly. Okay, listen. <laughs> I have I have a mind that does not turn off, and when I get an idea, I just run with it. And I had a podcast at the time, and it was Shark Week on Discovery Channel. And I had just <laughs> seen these really funny blow-up dinosaur costumes. They're everywhere now, but this was five years ago. Nobody had seen them. And I thought... Wouldn't it be funny if we had like a dinosaur week where these dinosaurs just popped up all the time? And I'm like, well, it's only funny if people can see it. So we would figure out where live reporters were going to be from all the channels, two, four, five. And it would be like, I'll be live tonight at, at, at Bucky's gas station talking about gas prices. So we would go to that gas station and we'd hide around the corner in our dinosaur costumes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as soon as that red light went on and they were live on the air, it was just the, the dinosaurs it's were just here. walking in the background. Just And it became a thing where so many people were like, why are there dinosaurs on the news? Like They wrote a story about it in the paper. <laughs> Nobody could figure out why these dinosaurs were in the background of all the news stations. And it was hilarious to me. Like Even if it wasn't funny to anybody else, I loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. It's one that's of my favorite hysterical. things I've ever done. Yeah, but one of the best things, I mean, seeing somebody in a live show. Did you ever hear from reporters or did you ever hear uh, from news stations I, or... I told you, I don't know if I can say her name, but a girl at, at Channel 4 tried to kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't even let me unzip the dinosaur costume. Oh, you mean oh. like actually out on the parking lot? Oh, her camera guy came and pushed my producer. Was it, was it a, what place were you at when that happened? Was it, it, a, it was at a school. They were doing a story about how the school was cutting the music and the sports program. So we dressed the dinosaurs up. One of them dressed like an Olympic athlete and one of them played the saxophone and had a bow tie. <laughs> and it was very funny. And when she went live, again, we didn't bother the reporters. We didn't approach them. We just walked by in the background. So you see the dinosaur with like the saxophone and the camera guy's trying so hard to crop us out, but he, <laughs> he couldn't do it. And so then we left and then they chased us in the parking lot and just took it way too seriously. That, that's that's, that's way too serious. I bet it was uh, pure insanity working with you and the No Limit Honky on Stephen DC. So, do you guys know the Dr. Phil story? No. What happened no. with Dr. Phil? So, the No Limit Honky, um, he is he was like the stunt guy for Stephen DC, and the, putting the two of us together, like the world could just implode. <laughs> and uh, I got an idea again. I was like, I, so we didn't like Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil had come in town for mm -hmm. an event with Stephen DC. He was a jerk to them. He was a jerk yep. to everybody there. And we always knew we wanted to get him back. And I was yes. sitting at my desk one day as the assistant producer, and I thought I should go be on Dr. Phil. <laughs> I should I should fake my way on the show. So every day I would go on his website and submit whatever they're looking for. If they're like, if you're in a relationship with four people, submit. We're going to do a show on it. And whatever it was, I would give him that story. And sure enough, I get a phone call saying, "Hey." We want to have you on the show. And so myself and the No Limit Honky flew out to Los Angeles. <laughs> we were on the Dr. Phil show. Like, just, I remember sitting there and like the lights coming on and like the da 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 da, like the music. And we faked the whole thing. And then 
when it was done and it aired and we're like, ha ha, Dr. Phil's an idiot. He doesn't even check yeah. his guests. Uh-huh. Then, <laughs> then I almost got sued by Paramount, but I was only 20 years old. And so they realized that they couldn't get any, they, they thought they could sue the station, but they couldn't prove that I did it for the station. So when they realized they were, you know, suing a 20 year old they dropped the lawsuit but yeah 20 years old i was sued by paramount pictures <laughs> that is great that is great and you're right dr phil is a jerk he really is he is he and he has um you know he's got like four hairs right and be- <laughs> between every commercial break there is, there is a lady with like a boar's hairbrush that comes and does like the complete circle like brushes it all the way around and then goes off stage every commercial break oh that, that must be nice funny. Dr. Oh Kelly Meadow she is a content creator she is a social media superstar how can people find you on Instagram Facebook TikTok and everything else that you do well before I knew that it was going to blow up I just went on ahead and used my name <laughs> 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 which looking back I could probably change that uh, but it's just at Kelly Mano on uh, two ends right yeah Kelly Mano, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Well, we've got to show we've got to show the uh, beanie guy. We got okay, to show the beanie guy. Yeah. There he is. There he is. Well, I mean, oh just, God, love the beanie guy. <laughs> just looking at the picture, I was like, oh my God, Kelly what is going to do this. Line on this guy? Oh, wait till you see his smolder. Like he's so proud of himself for coming up with this line. Just watch. Here so when y'all are saying that y'all used to drink from the hose. Were sinks not an option? For fuck's sake. (laughs) Who's going to tell him? You want me to tell him? I'll tell him. We weren't allowed in the house. I don't know why that's so hard for people to understand. Our childhood was like one never-ending episode of that TV show Survivor. Okay? We are indestructible. We've never sat in car seats. Nobody's ever given us swimming lessons. We've all been either shot with a BB gun or stabbed with a fucking jart. The television stations had to make a commercial reminding our parents that they had kids. I shit you not. Every night on the 10 p.m. news, a voice would come on and say, it's 10 p.m., do you know where your children are? To remind our parents that they had fucking kids. So, (laughs) oh, sir, shirtless with the beanie, sinks were not an option. Oh my God! Amen. Oh Amen. my gosh, that was so funny. I saw that and laughed my ass off, and everybody in my house saw it. I was sharing it to everybody because that is the God honest truth. And most people are afraid to say it to a millennial yeah. now because we don't want to make the snowflakes cry. Right, and, and you know I do have faith that there are some parents out there still raising somewhat feral children. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, yes. I, I went to the post. Well, Kelly, feral can mean different things these days in 2023. So. <laughs> right, right. I, I've got five feral children that yeah. will prank and do all that stuff and teepee. Now, you know, you can't even teepee that much anymore because everybody's got a camera. When I was in fifth grade, I teepeed every house on the block but mine. Yeah, yeah. My dad got up and looked down one side of the street and looked down the other side of the street and realized I had a friend sleeping over and was correct, like, correct. You're, he's like, you are an idiot. <laughs> you teepeed every house on the block but ours. How stupid are you? At least throw some in our trees too so it doesn't look, you know. Right, like, right. You made it so obvious. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. A bright child. Hey, your quote in the last video was fucking jart. Well, what a great segue <laughs> into the next piece of video that we have. Because if you grew up in the 80s, you knew what a jart, jart was. was. Here's Kelly. 
It's here. You all knew this video was coming. It is time. This one thing I'm about to show you can bring you back instant PTSD. And no, I'm not gonna give you any trigger warnings where Generation X fucking figured out. This is the one thing I've gotten so many comments about that I've had to make a separate folder on my phone for them. I present to you the mascot of Generation X. The jark gets its name because it's a cross between a javelin and a dart. And all of the weight is in the front of it, which comes down to this sharp point. Your dad always had like a grinder in the garage that would sharpen these motherfuckers. When you throw it in the air and those fins hit that downward air, it is like a missile. Place the two yellow circles on the ground 35 feet apart, stand behind the circle. There's like a scoring pattern of how close you get to these yellow circles. Those are great instructions. That's not how we played with them. We used to all stand in a circle and throw them up in the air. Last one standing wins. We used to stand around at night and throw them straight up in the air if you moved your chicken. We would throw them straight up in the air and then run. Most of us survived. I told my sister to stand in the yellow circle if she could catch the jar, she could play with us. We got serious injuries from this. Look at this guy showing off his, his jart scar. Now, a couple of kids ended up killing each other with these things, which is really unfortunate. So they were banned by the US Product Safety Commission in 1988. But I have this theory that the banning of jarts was the start of the postification of America. Hell yes, I mean, it, it was. was. The progression of the things we would throw at each other. It started with a jart, severe injuries, even death. Then it was horseshoes. You take a dinger in the shin from a horseshoe, that shit hurts. I guess we couldn't handle horseshoes, so then it was washers, right? And washers, now we're throwing bags of fucking corn at each other. Corn I speak hole. for all of Gen X when I say, bring back the jarts. <laughs> yes, yes Kelly bring Bottle, back that the jarts, awesome. 100%. So yes. I, I bought that set of jarts. Um, they're illegal to buy online. So. Where, I was going to say, where'd you find them? You don't so, get them on Amazon, no way. No, you, it's like the black market, right? Yes. You, you have to get them. And it, the, the, dark the listing will say that it's an empty box. Okay. They're selling the empty box. So I got the jarts and we played them on the 4th of July. I had a big party. Everyone played them. Nobody Love killed it. each other. Yes. I mean, and like the younger kids loved the jars. They're like, yes. these are so fun. Yes. I mean, I remember I have vivid memories of my dad. Introduced. Yeah. Getting yeah, all right. Wrote. I introduced a bunch of kids to the game Red Rover like a year ago. And they were like, what is this game? Yes. Dodgeball. Yeah. No, they, they absolutely yeah. loved it. And I'm like, go home and tell your parents that Miss Mano let you play Red Rover. Because if they're offended by that, I don't ever want you in my house again. Right. So your kids could just stay home. It was a great film for like weeding out people I didn't want my kids to be friends with. Yeah, All right, good point. I want to show good another point. video of you. I think it was you dancing and how oh, you God. come up with these videos and this content because this has become, you never intended this to happen, but now this is a strong, viable income for you. Yes. I know what you make. I'm not saying it. Yeah. But it is damn, damn, damn good money by creating these videos. Yeah. And this is life as we know it in 2023. I want to play the video and say how you came up with this stuff because it's so damn creative. Love it. That's Taylor Swift, obviously. Um, so for that video shoot, like the opening shot, first of all, I always have to sucker one of my kids into being the videographer. They're very sure. good. Obviously. But they hate it. They, they bitch the <laughs> no, whole mom. time. No, mom! 
They bitched oh the gosh. whole time. But my daughter, uh, Libby Lou, filmed that for me. It's like the opening shot is like my phone in a roller skate, and she's like pulling it backwards. Love it, love just, it. And I'm like, now go up here and shoot. Now go here and shoot. And they they <clears> just <throat> learned that the quicker they do what I say, it gets over with. But you know, Taylor Swift is huge and trending. I went to her heiress tour; it was amazing. So when there's a hot track like that on on TikTok, I will jump on it, even though it's not necessarily Gen X content sure. or, or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I'll jump on a little dance or something silly once in a while like that. No, Love it certainly it. works from that standpoint. And then also, um, you've gotten a chance to know because you've met a lot of people nationally. Oh, God. Um, one of my favorites, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I just I felt he was just misunderstood by a lot of people. Uh, yeah, you would say that. You could say that. But I, I made a video. Actually, it's been over a year ago. I made a video because there were some kids on TikTok making up a dance to Ice Ice Baby. And they were doing all this stupid new stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You cannot desecrate that song. There's a dance that goes with it. This is how you dance to Ice Ice Baby. And I did the entire dance. And then that video blew up. And then the next thing I know, video uh, Vanilla Ice was making a video on TikTok calling me out. Like Vanilla Ice was like, Kelly Mano, I saw your video. I want you to come dance on stage with me. It was freaking oh. awesome. And then yes. that's what I did. All right, play the video. It's all just to let you know I'm an, I love Kelly Nana. He loves me. And that's how we do it because she dances and she gets it. He's so high. He's miserable, so she's not miserable. <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you for giving me the soundtrack to my childhood. It's awesome. Good time. <laughs> He was super nice, but he was high as a kite. That's funny. <laughs> could you smell it? I could see it in his half open eyes. His half open eyes. Because we actually did another TikTok where he had to like like do this little choreography with me. And I was like, hey, are you paying attention? Because we got one shot at this. And he's like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> great. But he was That's really, really Rob nice. Van Winkle. And where did you dance with him on stage? Uh, at his concert. Like apparently he In just, St. Louis or somewhere else? No, I... I so I don't fly. Um, what do you mean you don't fly? Well, it's... You're afraid to fly? Oh, yeah. Rat in a cage. Mm-mm. No. I have control issues, so I don't fly. So you have I, control issues. So I got in an RV and drove 22 hours across the United States and picked up other, other I almost said hitchhikers, other TikTokers <laughs> on the way. That's awesome. And the eight of us went to the concert together. It was amazing. Um, you know, cause, because TikTok, I, I mean, I've made friends on there that I'm closer to than some of my real friends in life because they were kind of there for me at a time. Like we all grew together. So when I hit a million followers, I went skydiving with a group of TikTokers and we did it live on TikTok and that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, the vanilla ice trip. And it's just like once a year, I'm going to try to do something where I meet these people from across the world that I know so well. People are like, you're meeting a stranger on the internet. I'm like, no, I'm not. These are strangers. These are not strangers. What about the situation when it comes to creating the content every day? Is this a stressful thing for you? Because and how often are you creating content? So I'm I'm extremely ADD, um, and so I am very much like I've got like 14 notebooks laying around the house with like scribbles in all of them because I'm constantly coming up with ideas and I'm putting them in my phone and I'm putting them in in a notebook and then all of a sudden one day I'm like I'm gonna wake up and do them and then I'll shoot them I'll edit them There's no rhyme or reason I'm sure good content creators would tell you that they pre schedule things that they are on top of their things I'm not and all. Also with the summer, I got my three kids at home mm-hmm. and they're so loud. I cannot, <laughs> I can't film anything. Literally, my, I'm like, Lucy, stay in your room because I have to film a video. And then all of a sudden I hear like these thumps. Right. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm working out. I'm in my room. I'm like, I'm trying to film a video. So I just have to film around my kids. Sure. I have to kick them all out of the house, basically. Yeah. 
Uh, let's that. check out another one of your videos here. Who exactly started telling oh, people this that is this is what birthday parties looked like in the 80s? First of all, we didn't have birthday parties in the 80s. We were lucky if our parents remembered our birthday. Growing up in Gen <laughs> X, you had at least one birthday that your parents just completely forgot. Once in a while, there'd be a kid in your class who was having his birthday party at McDonald's. If you got one of these paper invitations in, in your mailbox or your cubby at school, you would lose your mind. Yes! Your whole class was invited. Like, even the kid that eats glue that nobody likes got to come. We did not have the same McDonald's that kids have today. They've got like three-story air-conditioned play places. We have a slide that was the temperature of Satan's asshole and this fucking burger prison. And the floor was all these little rocks that would get in your shoe and like stab your foot. There was no point in taking it out because they were going to get right back in there. You always had one stupid-ass kid in your class that would just pick up a, like a handful of rocks and like zing them at your face. Nobody cared. Our parents weren't watching. It was fucking anarchy out there. I remember the cake being chocolate with like a white buttercream icing. They would either have <clears> balloons or characters on top of the cake that were just compressed sugar that was dyed. <laughs> you were the birthday kid, you got to eat those. When it was time to eat, we would sit down and get our Happy Meals and they'd be placed like right next to ashtrays on the same table because our moms just chain smoked Virginia Slims the whole time we were there. Number one best part of a McDonald's birthday in the 80s, unlimited orange drink. Yes. They'd bring out this giant yellow jug with like a spout. We would drink that shit until we were sick. And as bad as I make it sound with the, with the butt burning slides and the smoking moms, it was the best time of your life. And you talked about that party for weeks and weeks and weeks. And if you were the kid that had that party, your status symbol in that elementary school went Vroom. Yes, it did. That's all truth, too. That's truth. <laughs> it, it was the greatest time. And, I, you know, I made that TikTok and it got millions and millions of views. And, and there was a lady um, in the picture of the slide. She's like, that's me and my brother. And, oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. She said that somehow it got uploaded online a long time ago and she doesn't know how. Um, and it's been used a bunch of times as like examples of like Gen X. And I, I, it's just small world. Wow, that is. Where is she from? <laughs> Uh, it was another state. It wasn't anywhere near here. I'm like, well, I just stole it from the internet. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but, you just stole it. Well, you can. She, yeah, no, she said that it had been uploaded a while ago and kind of went viral and, and she just loved it. And so, yeah, no, it's just, I feel like I'm really bonding with all of these Gen Xers who normally hide from social media. You know, if, True. Any, if anything, they're just lurking. But then whenever yeah. they see me, they're <laughs> like, oh my God, I had to comment because the same thing happened to me or because we essentially all had the same childhood. We did. We did. We did. We, but we we were did. just living states apart. I mean, how we all had the exact same experiences, I will never know. But it's it's insane. So when you go and you and you start to promote the content, you put it out there, and now you continue to grow and grow mm -hmm. and grow. I can only imagine, and I have called you. You have not called yourself a superstar. I called you that. She is. What mm -hmm. kind of maybe private comments or emails <laughs> or, I mean... I'm sure you get stuff, right? Well, so, you know, I get so many wonderful, like, normal comments. And, and then I get, there's this certain type of guy that I, I must attract. Because in my <laughs> inbox, the, the guys that are that are hitting on me are identical. So, you remember when you were, like, in your 30s and there was, like, like a guy in your high school that was still trying to be a rapper? Yes. That, yes. That, that guy. That okay. is who I attract. Okay. Because okay. that man is in my inbox every day. Still Oh, he told me he would throw his dead mom down the stairs. And I mean, oh, they sent oh pictures God. and um, yeah. So you get you still you get those. I sh I could do a whole segment reading my inbox yeah. just of of the the 
you know, one of you rapper be, dudes. You know what? You got to do one of those. I'm yeah. probably the, going to. You do. That's, you that'll do. blow up. It'll be another great segment. Yeah. Do, do you by chance do stand up? Uh, so <clears throat> I've been asked several times to do stand up, and I've even been approached by someone to do like a tour, like a like a mo- like a, like a tour with a couple different people. I don't travel. Well, I she, don't. I you'd don't have travel. To, oh, you have to get a big fancy bus. I, but see, here's the thing. I don't even want to. I don't want to be on a bus. I want to be at my house on my couch. Like I am such a homebody that, like, the idea of being in a different city every night and like then depending that a crowd is actually going to show up. Like I've started getting <laughs> that a, is stressful. I've started getting appearance requests and people are like, "How much would you charge to come to this place?" I'm like, "What if nobody comes?" Like I'm already having a panic attack. So it's like the thought of going on tour and doing stand up. While I would love to do the stand up thing i would have to do it in st louis just over and over and over again right in st louis i don't want to travel but here's the thing kelly has already blown up and continues to blow up on social media all over the place i look at a guy like matt rife and i don't know (laughs) if people know who matt rife is nobody knew who matt rife was until tiktok i think he's creative i think he's funny he's different it's a great time for him and he used tiktok so joe i love your question pro joe because kelly with all due respect to matt and Mm -hmm. kelly would blow up yeah, no. She would blow up as good as him, if not more, if not she better. devoted herself. Yeah. I think open mic night at the Funny Bone would be a great start. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you got to understand, I'm, I'm also so busy. You know, I've got three kids that I'm still raising, and I'm yes. making all of How this How old's your youngest, if you don't mind saying? Th- she's 13. Okay. Yeah. So no, you're busy with I'm still very much running them to hockey practice and cheer practice and all of these things. And so I, I don't really have a desire to be any more famous at all like I make this because it's fun um the recognition just comes with it but you know doing anything like a tour like promote it more I'm like eh, I'm good I hope you're doing it because you make money and you can provide for your family that too I mean that's just, <laughs> I mean you make damn good money that just started you know basically being a content creator right now is a really great time because advertisers are wanting to get their ads in front of you when you're scrolling on your phone. So, so companies want, you know, they will pay to put an an ad after one of my videos so that it pops up on someone's screen. And it's this whole new way of revenue. And as these businesses are figuring it out, you know, they can hire, I hate the word influencer. They can hire, you are an influencer. Sorry. I'm not influencing crap. Okay. Nobody should want to be like me. I've got like three brain cells left. Like I'm not influencing anything, but these companies can can hire an influencer to do the entire video. Whereas before, you know, if you were going to do it on TV, you would have to hire a writer and then an actor and somebody to edit it. And then you have to pay to get it on the station to air it. And now they can grab someone like me who has 2.5 million on, on TikTok. And I'm a one-stop shop. Yeah. I write it, I shoot it, I edit it. And then I put it on my platform, you know, for millions of people to see. And it it's, it's just a really good time to be a content creator. If you have kids who are like really, really dedicated and want to be a YouTuber or want to be a this and a that, don't just blow them off because this is going somewhere big. That's what I was going to ask you to get into this. Can you teach people whether they're adults and in their 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, or if they're young teens, how you do this or what the best way is to get started with it? Yeah, I mean, the number one thing, it sounds so cheesy, is just to be authentic because that is what a, a social media audience is drawn to. They are drawn to authenticity, whether it's Matt Rife or, or some, some crazy person, whatever they do, if they're happy, if they're sad. When you see these videos blow up, it's because the person is being authentic 
music in the video. And that is what people like. And so, you know, you just have to start making content and then you have to build your audience slow. My audience was like a slow, organic build. You know, it, it took me three years to get to two and a half million. Um, and that's how everybody should be. If you blow up fast, the worst thing you could do is have one giant video. Yes. I like yes. when she was saying some crazy person. She gestured towards <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah, she pointed at you. She well, I'm did. laughing right now at our chat line. And somebody commented that is somebody that I've never seen here before. And it's really funny. He's talking about mayonnaise. He's like, well, you spoon feed me mayonnaise, mommy. No, okay, see, that's the kind of people I know. Uh He's talking to you. I I know, I know. This is what I get. I got a guy who sent me a video of him pooping. Oh, my God. Well, if you look at the, I I went and I looked at his profile picture. He looks like he's pooping. He looks like a pooper. You know, he does. This was like two years ago. I got a video of a guy. He's just on the toilet. I mean, you know, some girls get eggplant pics some girls get pooping videos i guess i'm just oh a pooping video my girl Lord. that's funny that's funny i'm telling you they're the weirdest it's the people who wanted to be rappers when they were 30 <laughs> yeah, you're right i never thought about that that you're right i bet that is it's the one sitting and in the back wanting to be now a rapper. you make it look easy what you do and you've got the skill mm-hmm. you've got this background um you were blessed with add yeah at, at, because some it's of a the superpower it, God is bless a, ADD. it is a damn superpower to have add yeah yep. and i've been around add people all my life and they're the most super creative people you're going to find you make it look easy it's not easy because you have to have certain skills but i think what you said is so important be you if you're mm-hmm. getting started in this just be you and see where it goes yeah. I mean, these parents are getting on their kids because they're like, why are you watching a YouTube video of a kid playing a game? Because that's what people do now. So if your kid wants to play games on YouTube and start yeah. an audience, like this is going somewhere. That's yes. what, Okay. Yes. That's the follow up. You yeah. said earlier, this is going mm-hmm. somewhere. What kind of advice would you have for parents or what do you feel as if trying to look into the future when you say it's going somewhere? Yeah, I mean, especially YouTube with their long form content. That's another thing. You know, YouTube pays really well. I'm not on YouTube because, again, that's long form content. And that's just a little bit a little bit too much for me. But you, YouTube pays really, really well. And so, yeah, you just got to get started. You've got to be authentic. You don't you don't need a gimmick or something crazy to to get everyone's attention. Just be yourself and then you'll attract the right audience, because if you're not you're going to attract the wrong audience and they're not going to stay with you and they're not going to support you. Like my audience are my homegirls. Like they are so supportive. Um, you know, they probably kill somebody for me if I needed them to. That's awesome. That really is. That's <laughs> really great. And something tells me you would kill for your homegirls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'd probably be leading the charge. There's no <laughs> way that that Or at least you'd be teepee in the enemy's house. Yeah. For sure. Slashing their tires. Absolutely. Make sure Absolutely. you make sure you slash the spare underneath too. Cause, oh, okay. Yeah, you don't point. just slash one tire ever. Hey, okay. when you go out, do all. you get recognized in the St. Louis area? All the time. All the time. What what do people co- what, what's like one of the most common things that they'll so, say? So, well, someone they'll just yell like, "Oh my god, you're you're that girl on TikTok" or or they'll know my name and they always they're so nice. They just want to take a picture or tell me what their favorite video is or something like that. It's it's always very simple reactions. I'm not I'm not being swarmed like Leonardo DiCaprio, okay? But <laughs> it, it's not it's not like that, but the, I get recognized a lot. I went to the Taylor Swift concert with my daughters and Did you go to Chicago or Kansas City? Kansas City. And so just Who exactly just from, oh. <laughs> just from the, oh, exactly. Just from the parking lot to the front door, I got approached by three different people because you know you're waiting in line and, and <clears> stuff. <throat> and all three times, my daughters, because even if they secretly think it's cool, they cannot act like it. So no, they can't. Every time someone came up to me and were like, "Oh my God, Kelly Mano, we love you," my daughters who? would go, 
eh, and like uh-huh. roll their eyes and walk away. We get in the building and I'm standing there. My daughters had scampered off and they come running back to me. Mom, 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 we just saw a famous TikToker. And I'm like, okay, who is he? And I pulled him up. I'm like, I have half a million more followers than him. <laughs> yeah, they don't care about their mom, do no, they? No, no, they are so unimpressed. They are very so unimpressed. unimpressed. They are. People, the other day, someone came to me and said, oh my gosh, you're on Cancel This and you know Vic Faust. Oh my gosh. And my kids were like, oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, we're so tired of that. Nobody knew you before. Now people know you. Yeah, the, <sighs> the St. Louis Blues did a big TikTok night and invited six of us to do like a meet and greet and stuff. And my kids just could not wrap their, their head around that I was the person people were meeting That's and greeting. Cool I love that. That is great, They're though. Like, that is great. I'm like, we have to get there an hour early because I'm doing a meet and greet. They're like, why do we have to sit there for your meet and greet? I'm like, because I'm not driving downtown twice, you idiots. Get in the car. Like, you know, we're going. And yeah, so Within the first 15 seconds of meeting you in the Fox 2 newsroom several years ago, <laughs> I knew there was something different about you. Okay. That's a nice way to say it. <laughs> I didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah. But damn, did the creative juices just follow you all around the energy. And here's the thing where the people, they see you as a TikToker, mm-hmm. but I mean, you have a good heart and, and this is all, it, it all starts right there. You're a good person. You generally care about people. <laughs> and people need to know this about you. You're ruining my street No, cred. no, I'm not. They need to know. They'll love you even more so. Uh, um, well, then, okay, we won't ruin your street well, okay, cred. Let's here, go to... I will just plug really quick that I co-founded Smelly Cat Rescue. Um, and we have... So I take care of kittens, orphan kittens. Um, oh. And if you go to Smelly Cat Rescue on any of the social medias, we've got like 5,000 kittens right now that need homes. So oh, smellycatrescue.com smellycatrescue.org so, .org. so that is where I'm a good person I'm a good person to you like animals, the kitties but I'm assholes to people so well, I, that's understandable <laughs> that is so understandable yeah. But yeah, no smell- you're not you gave your cover away earlier what when you we- said you felt sorry for the guy in the beanie and because you knew you were going to eviscerate him I did I have to be careful when I choose to like pick someone's video and then pull them into my world um, back when I did the Vanilla Ice video and I was making fun of those kids <clears throat> for their dance video yeah. before yeah. I even post I mean these were like 17 18 year old kids I'm like hey I'm gonna post this video I just want you to know that it is all in good fun um, and I'll even go in and take out like the mean comments and stuff and those kids loved it and they reposted it and that's how I want the relationship so to be. you you contact people in advance yeah but that beanie guy doesn't like me he made another video about me <laughs> and, <laughs> he yeah. takes himself way too that's serious funny. I, I Kelly you need to do a rebuttal. he takes you too serious I so mean seriously oh who wears funny. a beanie and not a shirt what is <laughs> Right. What is that? What is up with that? What is the temperature in your house that you have on a beanie and not a shirt? Right. All right. Let's yes. get your street Good cred. Point. Let's get your street cred back up with another video so people get a little bit of a taste or flavor of Kelly Mano. I'm scared. Who exactly started one. telling people that this is what birthday oh. parties? Oh, it was the same one. Did we? Is that the other one? That's the last. Okay, one. you got it. Hey, Kelly. When you okay? So when will your next video be? Um. What is today? Uh, I just posted one yesterday, so I don't I don't have any today. I, I try to post about three times a week because my videos, I mean, they take a while to shoot and then I got edit and then I got to drop in pictures and make it make it look fancy. Um, I just did a video yesterday on 
I have no idea. My 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 poor brain. But so, you sh- where did you so, sh- but where did you shoot it? In my house. I I, sh- I shoot it in the same place because, you know, technology now AI can recognize your background. So if you if you do a, a video and yeah. it's big with a certain background like a my green kitchen and then I do it again, then the algorithm says, "Oh, hey, I remember last time she was in this green kitchen, her video did really well." So we're going to push that out to the same people. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. yeah. So they know that, don't they? There's a lot that goes into I've learned so much about, you know, the Algorithms, it, yes, and you have to master that. Like that's part of it. So, yes. oh, this girl. Here this we boy. go. This check, girl. Hey, check this out, Kelly. Is Gen X okay? No, seriously, are you guys okay? What kind of stupid fucking question is that? We're fine. <laughs> it's 2023. This shit is a cakewalk. We got like 900 TV channels and Prozac. Our kids are grown or almost grown, and our parents are either dead. Or too old to threaten to kill us every day. I brought you into this world. I could take you out of it. Our boomer parents could turn anything violent. Hey, Dad, can I get a paper towel? I'll paper your towel. We didn't have anti-bullying campaigns. Our parents bullied us. If we got hurt, like really hurt, our parents were pissed. Our parents would leave us places all the time. They'd forget us at the store. And there's no way to get a hold of them. So you just have to sit there and hope they came back for you. The school had to take our pictures and fingerprint us in case we got kidnapped. We were like 30 years old when we were 12. Already smoking cigarettes, drinking our parents' liquor. We are older than Google. We spent 30 years taking a dump without a cell phone and no one had to tell us not to eat fucking laundry detergent. So yeah, I mean, we're okay. (laughs) We're okay. I'm trying to convince you. Yeah. Uh, that was that's... so good. When I saw that, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, yeah, you just described me. You just, yeah, yeah you're yeah. great at the that. The shirts that you wear in your videos. I love the Those shirts. shirts. Those are just the shirts I wear like in everyday life. Like, Wait, but has anybody, you, I mean, this is just another revenue stream for you. You just haven't realized it yet, have you? So I, I did merchandise for a while and it was huge. And then my kids got embarrassed because they're like, mom, kids are wearing your merch to school. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, fine. So actually, like there is, I'll have, I'll have an announcement in about a month and a half. There's an entire merchandise line coming out and it is all around Gen X and people are going to love it. Oh, I got to get me some and I'm going to wear them on the show. People are going to love it. So yeah, people ask me all the time about my t-shirts. Those are just stuff like, like the one that says like F you, you effing F or whatever. Like people are like, oh, I saw this and thought of you. And I'm like, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So so was your first real job, your first real legitimate job where you getting paid? Mm -hmm. Was it doing radio? Uh, no, technically, Kmart. I was a blue light special girl. Of course you were. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, I was Gen X. When I was like 15, my parents were getting me a work permit. Like, go make money. So no, I, I worked at Kmart, and then I worked at uh, an ice cream shop. And then after college is when I started working in radio. And you knew right from the get-go, you're like, damn, I have good ideas. I can help make this I, what it needs to be. I love radio. I mean, like that is just my favorite medium and mm. it's so natural to me. But um, it's changed. It's changed. But Kelly, what we're doing right now is it's like updated moving forward. radio. Moving yes. forward. Moving it forward. Yeah. Do you think radio is a thing of the past that people really do have to get on platforms like what you're doing? 100%. You cannot survive any business, let alone a, a media business like radio, without a strong social media presence to support it. You can't do it anymore. Doesn't happen. Yeah. So yeah. Sense. So what do you do for fun? Uh, make TikToks. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, want us to really believe you just make TikToks and sit on your couch? I I I love. I literally just like 
I'm such a whole, like I'm either really, really outgoing and making videos or I'm like in my bedroom watching murder shows and eating raw cookie dough. Just like, <laughs> like I'm not, a, I don't do wine and I don't do events and I don't dress up. It's just, I just want to watch murder shows and eat cookie dough and play on my phone. <laughs> That's why people like you too. They want to do the same thing. They want to stay home. Yeah. You know, they have to work all day or whatever, or even if they're working at home, they can sit there and watch you. So yeah. you might be watching murder mysteries, but all the rest of us are watching you on our couch with our cookie dough. I, That's I, what we're doing. I do have, there's one folder on my phone that, that I that I keep because I do get so many really, really kind messages from people who are like, I just found out I had cancer mm. or my husband passed away and I just needed to separate yes. myself from all this bad stuff in my life and I started watching your videos yep. and it just, just for that minute or two, it took me away from all these bad things going on in my life. So yes, I do have a heart mm. because when I get a really, you know, a really sweet message like that, I will save it in a folder on my phone and then some days if I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing this, you know, I have to remember that like, as dumb as it is, it is. It helps people. I love making people laugh, and so um, yeah. I thought you would have made one about living near the Francis Howell dump at some point in time. You want to talk about? <laughs> you think you have it hard? Well, we had it hard, and I know you didn't necessarily grow up there. No, but I grew up in Granite City, Illinois, that has a steel plant. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, I mean. <laughs> Like, we couldn't even breathe when you drove past the mill. Right, right. And then I move into the Francis Howell District, and I'm like, what? Is, the kids call it the rock pile. They're Absolutely. Like, We're going to go up to the rock pile. And I'm like, what is this rock pile? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, it's nuclear waste from the war. Yes, absolutely. And so I glow. So if you walked in here and you saw this big glow, it's oh the nuclear God. waste, because I graduated from there. Great. And so, we talked about it in a serious manner yesterday. Oh, yeah. And so today, I'm glad you're on, that we can laugh about it, because you can only take so much heavy stuff. Right. I'm like, so my kids are going to be glowing. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, they're going to glow. They're yeah. going to glow. So it's okay. I mean, like I said, I grew up in a steel town, so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The other day, whenever, they, like, the Canadian wildfires were, like, blowing down here, and people were like, I can't breathe. What is wrong with our air? I'm like, dude, I was smoking a pack a day of Marble Life <laughs> when I was 14 and grew up in a steel town. I didn't even notice. I just thought it was foggy. Yeah. Like, I didn't notice that the air was <laughs> You didn't bad. know what it was. No. Yeah. You didn't care. Lungs you didn't know. Steel. Okay, so um, we can get you back in here soon, right? Mm-hmm. Right? We oh, just got to... would love it. The, the later, the better. I'm getting an idea because you say you you like to sleep in. Oh, I mean, I, I'm a night owl. I'm nocturnal. So, yeah. uh, like, I... I well, if really... you ADD, you're not sleeping much at all anyway. Oh, no. About, like, four or five hours mm -hmm. a night. Mm -hmm. But uh, I hit my prime, like, at nine, ten o'clock. Like, that is when I'm most creative and stuff is flowing. And then around, like, one or two in the morning, I'm like, okay, I need to attempt to go to sleep. Do you drink right. coffee? No. Energy drinks? No. What, what do you do for energy besides what you have naturally? Like, I came out of the womb with crackhead energy. So, <laughs> like, most of it is natural, but I, I mean, I drink soda, but I don't even notice because, again, with the ADD, you know, people have caffeine and they get hyper. I can drink caffeine and take a nap. And so, it takes makes no difference. No, makes yeah. no difference. So, yeah. Yeah, that is great. You are just absolutely delightful. I am so excited that you're here because you really are a celebrity to so many people. We laugh and laugh and laugh. And so many people have such heavy stuff these days. Yeah. And you're the first person that I turn to to laugh at. And yeah. um, you're just delightful. And even if you're not a Gen Xer, my kids think you're funny too. They don't think I'm funny, mm -hmm. but they think you're funny. Yeah. And yeah, and you're great. You really are. You're delightful. Well, I'm just, I'm lucky that I get to do this. It's the best job I've 
I've ever had. Yeah, I you bet. know, the best job I've ever had. I don't know how long it's going to last because, you know, social media is kind of like the wild, wild west when it comes sure. to like, m- you know, making a living. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to enjoy it while it's here because I don't know what's going to happen in five years. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if I'm going to be irrelevant in five years. No idea. So I'm just going to enjoy it while it's here. <laughs> but isn't consistency the key? Like you do it three yeah. times a week. Like if you would take a couple weeks off, say even if you went on vacation mm-hmm. and you don't do it for a week. Yes then your algorithms go down. So you have to keep doing yes. it. You have to keep it up. Every platform rewards consistency. So yes. whether that's posting three times a day or three times a week, they want consistency. Correct. Whatever. Wait, it doesn't matter if you're doing more. It just matters no. that you do it at the exact same time. No. There's all these TikTokers who literally make like three videos a day and they're like, I'm not getting any views because we're sick of you. <laughs> right, right, yeah. If you're making three videos a day, your content is weak. Yeah. There's no way you could make quality content three times a day day and they don't get it they just even if you had a staff of 50 no it's tough and none of them do but they hear it from like a 13 year old on a message board that if you post three times a day you'll go viral and i'm like no people are sick of you they're sick of seeing your face (laughs) like i have friends on tiktok that i'm like oh my god stop making videos because it's just over and over and over and over again in your algorithm people get sick of you so you want people to miss you a little bit so i i think three times a week is good for my for my audience Uh, you have a lot of granite city people who are on here today as well go back check it out michelle says i I really needed this today she's a celebrity sister keep her on love kelly's off the cuff humor i mean it's going all the way down i really needed this today kelly thank you love your videos uh yeah just over and over and over our chat line is filled with people loving you that's amazing so granite city is really special to me they've always supported everything i did when even when i was on steven dc they thought i was famous so like oh my god Mm -hmm. kelly's on steven dc and i went last year my old high school had a pep rally and they surprised the like entire student body and had oh i saw that's a video somewhere isn't it yes where is it can we show that before you get out of here sure i love that where, where's that posted? So it was posted in uh, April or May, and it, it's on TikTok. It's on. Okay, I remember watching that. I got goosebumps watching it. Could you imagine going back to your high school so and having that? Look for me in a cheer uniform that does not zip, because that—that's what I was in. Because they're like, <laughs> you know, I was on the dance team there, and I'm very proud to be a palm from Granite City because it was really hard to make. And they're like, can you wear your? Because I stole one of the uniforms when I. Went I love there. it. I love and it. They, they knew that and. The, can you wear your uniform? I'm like, you, I can, what, you stole I can a uniform. Try. Yes. Her cheerleading uniform. All good people do that. I stole my track uniform. Yeah. I wore mm-hmm. that thing for four years. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> know so you wanted to keep it. And they wanted, I, I wanted it for sentimental reasons. Yes, yes. I shook my butt in that for four years. It's mine. Yes. It so is. yeah, I stole it and um, they asked me if I could wear it and it did not zip. So I've got on like boxer shorts under my skirt. <laughs> But the kids at Granite City, it was so fun. But I do, I have a niece that still goes there to that oh, school, okay. and she's incredibly quiet and shy. And I didn't even tell her that I was coming. But she's like, when they announced you, I hit the. Deck. Was that before I your bet, Vanilla Ice video? Uh, do you remember by chance no, if that it happened was after? Wait, no, it was before. I okay, that's I just it had to go last, back a little. Last spring. Okay, I gotcha. Last spring. But yeah, my poor niece, and I knew she would too because she thought I was going to call her out or like bring her up, but you know, I didn't. But you did. I behaved, but it was really, it was a lot of fun. 
You know, that would have been really fun, though, if you had mentioned her name and watched her hit the deck. But I, oh I guess that's God. sadistic. I guess that's sadistic. <laughs> she would have died. So I did not do that. And then um, one of my friends from high school has a really good following on TikTok, too. His name is Hazer220. Um, and he goes with a lot of me on, goes with me on a lot of things like the skydiving and the road trip. And he's a teacher there or a counselor there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's yeah, so fun. He came out and did a thing like, I know you guys think I'm famous because I've got 200,000 followers or whatever he has. But, you know, there's one person from from Granite City that's more famous than me. And they showed one of my videos and all the kids were, were screaming. And then they had me come out and they had like a spotlight. It was. Oh, it that was is the, awesome. It was very, it was very cool. Yeah. There's nothing like going back to your high school, especially us 80s kids. Yes. We loved our high school. And I am a Francis Howell kid. And I mention it still so often. It, there's something nostalgic oh, about yeah. your high school, no matter. And the older you get, I think the more important it gets. Of course. And like I passed the smoking area where we where people. <laughs> People could smoke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, like, just imagine taking a smoke break at high school when you're 14 and nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cared. Nobody cared back then. You could walk right through it. And now, yeah. oh my gosh, you couldn't do it. And you thought it was in March, maybe? It was in April or May. It was It was, it was April spring. or May. Do you remember how you started the video? It should be me in a, in a cheerleading uniform of some kind. I could probably find yeah, it pretty you, quick. Yeah, we got to show this before we get out of here because I was looking trying to find it too. All right. Uh, I'll find the exact date that I posted Oh, did it. you have a bow in your hair? Yes. Did you find it, Vic? I am trying. I don't... She's in all blue. Uh, nope. No, that's not no. the high school one. We were trying for it. But I it, wonder we'll if that's get, her MC Hammer one. Was that... Were you in blue for the MC Hammer? You know, I don't really... Rem- oh, I wonder if I have it in my... Um, I've got like these categories up at the top of you know different and lisa's saying she met her husband in the high school smoking area that's That's, amazing that is amazing that's absolutely amazing her high school sweetheart meeting in the smoking area i mean there's worse places you could meet i guess yeah oh for sure for sure (laughs) i'm going through your videos right now going oh my god i forgot about that stuff that that is absolutely funny i mean it's crazy because you never know what is going to go viral on tiktok like i'll work really hard on like a video and it won't get a ton of views but then like one time like i drew a wiener in the snow like with my feet (laughs) and and it got 20 million views that's funny 20 20 million views and um i recently had one on instagram that got 35 million views on one video wow and it just it just blows my mind that that i can't even picture 35 million people Uh, you're also defying age as well because as you get older you you look better and better too how is that happening i don't know because i don't do crap i ain't got a skincare routine i'm the worst adult ever um so no i i don't i mean people always say that but you know the next time you come on we can show that video if you can't find it because i didn't want to put you in a bind from that standpoint but i remember seeing that and just thinking to myself damn she is in her granite city cheerleading high school uniform from high school and she is now back at the high school yep. dancing around God, in her amazing. cheerleading I've seen outfit. a lot of her videos and i didn't even know she was from st louis a lot of people will do that. Um, they don't know. There was a kid riding his bike in my neighborhood. This was like a year and a half ago. And, um, you know, I was just walking like for exercise and he rode his bike. And as soon as he, I saw him make eye contact with me and then he, ended, I heard his bike go like it skid. I'm glad he didn't hit anything. <laughs> and he goes, are, are you, you're, you're that lady on TikTok. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, 
you live here? And I'm like, yeah, I live in your neighborhood. And he just flipped out. He, <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. He That's thought great. I lived somewhere else, but um, you know, it, it, it's, it's always interesting. Well, Kelly, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for coming in, my friend. Yes. And um, we, we promise you she's not a good person. No. Nope. Yeah, no, she's awful. No, she, I know she's <laughs> terrible, Vic. I'm surprised you're going to have her back on. She's just awful. Um, we, yeah, so once again, people can find you Kelly Mano. Yep. Kelly Mano at, at all the size. Yep. Kelly Mano on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I always called you Kelly Mano. That's okay. But then a friend of ours said it's Mano. Well, so the Italian pronunciation, it's supposed to be Mano, but but my husband husband's family has always done Mano and and you know that's just so people call me either one but okay. technically it is Mano. Mano. Kelly Mano. Kelly Mano. We yeah. got it correct then. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. And keep fun. making those keep making those videos. All right. Thank uh, you guys. For Projo, Kelly Mano. Mano Mano Mano. Lizzie Sparks. I'm Vic Faust. Guys, thanks for joining us and for supporting the show as always. That does it for this podcast, canceltheshow.com. We'll see you again next week. You know, we try to bring you the best guests we can. Um, we love our free for all Fridays. They're so much fun. They're fun, fun, fun. It's the best. Fun and best easy. Best day of the week. Uh, have an awesome weekend. Everybody, we'll catch up with you again on Monday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central, and all the time on our site, canceltheshow.com. Have a terrific weekend.